Yes, and welcome to the Trek Time Trek Show. We're here, all Trek, to talk Trek about you, people who like Trek. How's that for an intro? Can't really say it's the number one premium exclusive timelines talk show. I have to do something Trek, 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 but mm. work on it. Don't worry, Idol. I'm here to keep you on track. <laughs> keep you on track. Yeah, like it. See your energy. Love the energy. Hello, everyone. Welcome. We're here to bring you the latest news in the world of Star Trek universe. And uh, we are one down tonight, but Frank shall be popping in any moment now once he's finished his commute to come and have a chat with us as well. Shy could not be here this week. Oh, this this to, yeah this week because uh, he is celebrating his, uh, his jubilations for his birthday. So happy birthday, Shy! Um, happy birthday shy happy birthday buddy and you've had some very good news which i won't disclose i'll let him disclose his very good news but it is very good news but frank shall be here shortly to fill fill his slot and well frank's gonna be here a lot of the time because he's now one of our new regular hosts so i'm looking forward to more, when he more... can find time and he's not in dilithium mines yeah exactly when he's not uh sitting there building the new reman warship you know behind the times usurping the federation shouting at the bring shouting at the depths <laughs> right here's what i was thinking the other day i was getting really really stupid in the car i was thinking i really want to go uh, as opposed to being really stupid elsewhere yeah exactly i was thinking i was listening to the nemesis soundtrack as you do you know on your usual commute instead of radio 2 i was listening to the nemesis this is an soundtrack. awful soundtrack i it's suppose it's my choice but, it's jerry goldsmith yeah. so it's okay um oh, is it goldsmith? They've got it's jerry goldsmith yeah um and i was thinking <laughs> well you know you go to a protest and people are holding up signs just saying no more of this or no more of that or down with that i just want to go to a to a, to a, a, a petition rally with a sign just saying bring back senator talora <laughs> <laughs> what do we want That's more where... wages when do we want it bring back senator talora that was just running through my head the entire drive home and i don't know why i was giggling like an idiot weirdo. you're an idiot <laughs> No, no. What you do is um, there's this wonderful um, meme people have been doing of like taking screenshots of the ringside at like WWE and right. pay per views, um, and people are holding up signs like Final Fantasy VIII remake when <laughs> and stuff like that, or like Chrono Cross is the last true JRPG. And I'm just thinking like someone's sitting at the, the ringside while Triple H is doing his fucking thing, and then they just got a sign that says, "Why does a tall man have a furry face?" <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah, just, just out of context, Star Trek quotes in the randomest places. <laughs> I do need to stop diverting the exhaust fumes into my car. Thank you, Walt. <laughs> I have these ropes. I remember driving home from work, and for some reason, I was listening to Radio Four, and the Archers theme song mm. came on, and it just made me giggle. I don't know why. Sometimes things do. It gets a bit weird in the car when you're all on your own for four, on on your own for forty minutes. It's it's it can be. It yeah, can the be nitrous big. oxide is meant to go backwards, like oh, from the. That's not the... right. Are we allowed yeah. to talk about Picard season three? I'm gonna say no because uh, we're gonna keep this a spoiler-free safe zone. One because uh, Stars has not watched it yet, and I very much appreciate yeah. that all of you probably a lot of you haven't watched it yet. We will be having a because Strange New Worlds we did a week by week thing. I think because this is serialized, we're gonna do a big season three roundup um, at the end of the season. I think we'll get, we'll get our heads together and say what we liked and what we didn't like about the show or about the season and talk about it as a whole because i think week by week plenty of star trek uh, podcasts do that and that's fine we, i don't really want to sort of get involved in that in that cluster of different shows to be another opinion so we'll do it as a whole and i feel like week to week is very much you're just talking speculation like what could happen here and what could happen there and i'm a bit like mm. so yeah we'll do a we'll do a big roundup at some point of the whole season you know what you should do? Go on. You should say, you shouldn't give us any spoilers. But instead, you should just like go Picard, watch, 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 <laughs> and then give a big 
or a big oh right yeah you say all right on that because guess what i'm guessing yeah exactly because i wouldn't debate like if you'd done that season two it would have been episode one yeah episode two rest of the season Mm. yeah <laughs> well so far you know i've done again no spoilers and for podcast listeners episode one thumbs up episode two thumbs up so you know track for season two so far um yeah but we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see how it goes um i've been oh, pin, oh walt can pin things in the ch- i didn't know you could pin things in the chat oh he's Pans- a moderator of course he can i oh, know he can but i didn't know it was doable entirely that's weird <laughs> well well done for finding something new anyway so as uh i've said on our discord if you haven't joined our discord please go and join that um we will be having our annual charity show on april 23rd uh gonna be an absolutely fantastic uh evening entertainment will be running from five o'clock uk time in the afternoon which is 12 o'clock pacific um no it's 12 o'clock eastern something else pacific like nine o'clock pacific um don't try and do time zones man they're all made up garbage <laughs> i've got it written down somewhere but anyway five o'clock uk time um so it'll be running for about eight nine hours we've got an absolutely jam-packed lineup of some really cool stuff i'm really excited about this year i will be revealing more uh about some of our special guests we'll be having this year uh, of which there are some from the trek world which i am very excited to tell you about but i just need to need to get a few eyes cool. dotted a few more t's crossed and get a few more specifics sorted but 90 percent of the way there yeah um, and and for those of you who are curious the tabletop star trek adventures uh, segment will be returning i do don't think it will be captain proton this year just because it'll be hard to follow up but i yeah. do have i was talking with Lila about a few ideas i have just before this and i think yeah. you will be pleasantly surprised with what i have in mind it's gonna be good it's gonna be good fun um we've got giveaways as you know we've got some giveaways i've been talking to the star trek online people as well so we'll have some more star trek online giveaway codes to give out as well uh, special guests we are still choosing our charity which you can participate in as well It'll be running for a couple more weeks if you go to our announcements channel on the discord there are five charities to choose from and it's pretty equal cut between the lot so if you want your vote to count please go and help us choose you've got a choice between the rainforest foundation the elton john's aids foundation the international rescue committee the trevor project and st baldrick's foundation so please if you're interested and you can vote for multiple ones not just saying oh you only need to vote for one you know vote if you want to if you want them all through just vote for them all if you only specifically want one then just choose one but come and vote and help us decide which charity uh, we're going to be supporting this year and we will pick the winner in they're a all very worthy causes they are so. it is i can appreciate some people have just gone like oh it's a very tough choice i'm like yeah i'm sorry about that <laughs> it is guess what well, that's the way good. it is with charities but it's like we, we want to make sure that yeah. we are representing other community in our in our choice yeah. so you get you get a say absolutely so. and then we'll ignore your decision and pick our own ones yeah <laughs> we'll just go back to mine last year but no um <laughs> yeah so yeah no please come and help us choose that it's going to be a great show april 23rd come and join us we'll have more details coming out as they come in um and i'll get a whole roster of things that are going on but it's going to be absolutely action-packed it's going to be very fun and it's going to be yeah oh yeah we'll have what the dub as well what the dub there's going to be a section for that near the end so is it going to be star trek what the dub or normal what the it dub? will be star trek what the dub of course it's a star trek okay. show yeah, and i'm gonna have some say, new yeah. clips i've got some new clips i've been making to put in there as well i was working from some from the search for spock so it's gonna be very fun um also if you've not seen uh we've had our, another release of the star trek 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 on our youtube where we covered um parallax from voyager 
No, did we do that one recently? I'm out of my schedule. No, maybe that was the last one we that did. That was the last one. I think the latest one was. I need to check YouTube now because I schedule them weeks ahead, so I don't know which one has been come out really recently. Uh, would it have been the DS9 episode? It might have been past prologue. Let me have a quick look. Let me have a quick look. Check our channel at YouTube.com/slash uh, at uh, Track Time. The latest one that was released was past prologue. Yes, past prologue came out uh, about a week ago. We got Parallax, which is coming out on the sixth. That's the next one that's coming out. Um, so keep an eye out for that. You can check those on the YouTube as well, uh, and all our other wonderful content. Right, shill mode out. Boom. We're done. Let's talk um, about Picard season three. But again, safe space. There are no spoilers here. This is a spoiler-free zone. I'm not going to ruin your day, especially with a new episode tomorrow, uh, which I'm very keen on being spoiler-free for. So I tend to ignore um, the uh, uh, ignore the internet until I've watched it because it's very hard, to, very easy to see. Go on Twitter and and see spoilers. Very very hard to do. Oh, dude! Like the instant that um, Strangely Worlds episode ten like uh, dropped, I literally went onto YouTube at work to put on like some like uh, music, and because the algorithm knows it's me, it immediately flashed up. Oh, here's James Cook in Strangely Worlds. Like, Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Now, granted, I would have been spoiled by the opening credits anyway. Yeah. But still thanks like the algorithm will find you it will spoil you it will ruin your day it absolutely will so um just a couple of things because there's a few bit of confusion again this is not spoilers this is just purely timeline things and nothing happens in the episode one of the one things that people got confused about was when does this episode actually occur when does season three of picard actually start because it confused me i went on memory alpha because i like to keep a little time i keep a little timeline document of when things happen and um, paramount was saying uh, sorry memory alpha was saying oh this is in 2411 which is about 10 years after season two and i'm like yeah i was gonna say that because Season one was twenty three ninety nine. Uh, season yeah. two was twenty four hundred. So yeah, it'd be like fucking ten, eleven years later. Exactly. So which can't can't be right. I think a lot of people questioned that. I think part of the confusion was they were celebrating the part of the, the thing that Riker mentions again. This isn't a spoiler. This is just throwaway facts. He mentions you know they're doing a speech for Frontier Day. I think people were getting confused with First Contact Day or something else. This is the original the launch of Starfleet, and they said it was two hundred and fifty years previous. Where it actually it's Frontier Day was the day when the original NX-01 Enterprise was launched in 2151. 151, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so okay, that would that place the show yeah. in 2401. So for those like me who are really anal about when oh, things Oh, I see. They would have heard Frontier Day and would have assumed that it would be dated from the foundation of the Coalition of Planets yes. rather than from the, the launch date of the NX-01. Exactly. Right, yeah. So they that makes sense. A little bit confused on that one. So but yeah, that's that's when it takes place. So people thinking, wow, he looks good for like having 10 years extra since the end. And wow, a lot's happened. Well, he's a robot now it's fine exactly exactly um so yeah a little just a little clarification if you watch it and you go kind of go like when is all this is literally right after season two there's 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 not much of, of a gap there um despite everything that happens if you are interested and you don't want to pay for paramount plus just pirate it no i didn't say that um the first episode <laughs> <laughs> the first episode is actually available for free in the u.s on um youtube uh, on the Param- I think on Paramount's channel. I think it might be free on Paramount. They've been Paramount doing that a lot well. recently. They did the same thing with Strange New Worlds, actually, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you can go and free that, uh, get that, get a free, watch the first episode for free. Struggling to talk tonight. I had a lot of technical difficulties before the show, and it's really put me off my stride. Um, yeah, so you can go the watch idol. that for free. Yeah, Yeah, go on. You're looking very handsome and wonderful and technically minded today. Ah, oh, see, this is why I bring you here. <laughs> 
just put me in my ease. What do you want? <laughs> For you to calm the fuck down. Yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> it's like my children. Daddy, you know how much I like you? What? Oh, uh, well, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, I want a bag of old teasers. Like, right, you Have you eaten your dinner? <laughs> Only if you've mm. had all your vegetables. Have you had your uh, Ractagino and your green stew? No, okay. Um, so, yes, you can go view that on YouTube. No, no, it'd be um, Leola Root. It'd be a Leola Root yeah. stew. Drink your Fractagino, boy. <laughs> Free Senator Talora. Do you coffee for okay. children? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want a free month of Paramount+, Plus, because you know you do, and it's a good time to do it well, actually, a good time to do a free month of Paramount+, Plus is probably in about four weeks' time when Picard Season 3 is finished and you can just binge watch it. Um, but... Uh, you can use the promo card PICARD, all in uh, capital letters. And I think that is US only as well, because, you know, fuck us in the UK. <laughs> Guess what? The world revolves around the United States, unfortunately, especially when it comes to America. Star Trek. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, all, all those wonderful PICARD things. Um, I'm enjoying the season. I think it's going to be quite good. Or oh, you can use it, as Walt says in chat, you can use a VPN from another area, but that's not legal either, or sometimes possible. It just depends where you are. If you are doing this from China, good luck. But it's a free month only if you haven't subscribed before. But yeah, but you can just create a new account. You just make a new email, a new account, and you can just... You know, you just lie. Exactly. Just, exactly. Like, well, they can't check that. Exactly. Just just lie. Just just make new accounts. I think I've, I've done that for a few Someone things. Someone like, would go on the internet and tell untruths. Hey, hey, yeah. Stars, do you remember? Do you remember Steam packs for the Star Trek timelines where you had to yeah, make I remember that. You, you yeah. had to make like about fifty emails. You know what? <laughs> I had to say, I bet you that fucking killed that game. Absolutely, yeah. Weird. That. Direct one-to-one correlation. Guess what? That's a lot of money they didn't end up getting. I can't wait till we do the show and we're like, wow, Star Trek timelines. Remember that game? It died. <laughs> In memoriam, and we're done. And we're done. Yeah. Watch our other show for that bollocks. Um, <laughs> launch our careers. Okay. Um, ooh, let's get into some hot, spicy rumors. Let's less less truths. Let's get into some rumors. So there is a nice little rumor going around that season three of Strange New Worlds will be filming this year. Uh, this has come out pretty recently. That's quick. That's quick off the gate. Very much so. But there, I mean, season two was filming before season one had come out. That's true. So that you know, we'd already had the news that you know. Um, I forgot his name. No, he plays Captain Kirk was going to be in it, which kind of made everyone go, oh, why? Oh, Paul Wesley. Paul yeah. Wesley, that's the one, yes. Um, so, yeah, season three is already filming. I, mean, I think this, if you're like me and you're, I'm, I'm just hooked on Twitter at the moment, just watching various Star Trek feeds, there is actually Star Trek The Cruise happening right now with loads of, you know, people from Star Trek, you know, the cast and crew on there, hanging out with people who have paid their many thousands of dollars to go and go on a cruise and hang out with them, which, to be fair, I am also slightly jealous. Um, but, yeah, you look you look on there slightly. and it's like, hmm, there's no Strange New Worlds people. There's no Anson Mount, you know, there's no Christina Chong. Mm. None of these faces like, oh, they, maybe they might be filming. Well, it's that thing, where, especially with, because um, I remember one of the reasons everyone was so worried that the uh, much-anticipated Pike spin-off wouldn't happen was because Anson Mount had said, yeah, I'm interested in doing it, but I don't want to be away from my like wife and kid for too long, yeah. which is absolutely valid. Guess what? He just recently had a, um, had a child with his uh, Did, yeah. lovely wife. And it's like, fucking tv is so hard on people it's not as hard as it used to be thankfully because you're not doing 26 episode seasons that's the whole no. big reason why is that which is destroying people and it was not good for your health to do that um and like the amount of destruction to your family life but the fact that they're doing like 10 episode blocks and if they can 
do them at a time that's more convenient and it's like you know, especially closer together so that like all the production staff don't have to come and leave and then go in one of the shows you can get everyone just running like a well-old machine mm-hmm. it does make a, a degree of sense yeah I think especially with how long the VFX turnover is like you know yeah. getting the freaking the post-production is the biggest thing really really gotta buff the nacelles on the enterprise on that one. Oh, well just let me know it's apparently it's Anson Mount's birthday too happy birthday Anson oh, 50 happy years birthday, old happy birthday Anson Mount 50 oh, wow is, that sounds right it. i think that might be right i was not today apparently oh well still happy birthday anyway by the time he hears this <laughs> um <laughs> he'll be 50 yeah by the time he definitely hears this <laughs> a man can live in hope um yeah no uh yeah i, th- I think I, I don't know is he does he look f- i don't think he looks 50 i don't know what 50 looks like now if he's 50 it's an incredibly young 50 yeah like, he, he doesn't have the, have the bearing of a 50 year old no this is weird i mean i'm gonna be like in a year and a half i'm gonna be 40 and that doesn't sound right either 25th of february oh well there we go um uh, he is in fact 50 years old his birthday was on february 25th wow happy birthday some Anson men have Mount. all the luck they really fair. do like... all the hair. have you seen uh actually no we'll, we'll talk about this now let's go out the season the strangely one season one blu-ray uh is coming out on march 21st if you are interested in that i know a lot of people are keen on physical and then the 4k blu-ray is out on march may 16th um there's quite a humorous section in there where they've actually got an extras in there and they've called it pike's peak talking about the hair and makeup and, and the production values of, of Strange New Worlds. And I'm just like, yeah, they know. <laughs> they, know they know the joke. They absolutely know. I have to admit, I do absolutely love that they are still doing physical release because guess what? Guess You know who doesn't? Fucking Disney. Yeah. Like, you, do you want a fucking physical release of The Mandalorian? You ain't getting it. No, it's mad. You want it? a 4K version of you know, Book of Boba Fett? I don't know why you would, but if you did. Um, no. You want a, a DVD copy of Andor? No, you can't get that. I really do appreciate that even though this is a streaming service first you know, project, they are still releasing it on physical media, which like yeah. feels rarer and rarer these days, especially... And guess what? After having watched the whole fury of uh, HBO Max and the bleeding of content from Netflix, guess what? I'm glad that physical media exists so that if you, you, know, you want to watch... It'll never happen because Star Trek is like perpetually... You know, it's, it's safe in memoriam forever. Hmm. Um, but you see all these shows that are like, you know, you can't even get a physical release of them and they've been taken off of the streaming service that created them. Yeah. They created them in the first place. They don't even have to wear a license. And it's like, well, how the fuck do I watch it? Oh, I guess I have to pirate. There's literally no other option. Yeah. There is like, oh, you find someone that's put it on YouTube and that's because it's so old that like, no one cares about it anymore. Like, no, even the people are going after exactly. it. Um, yeah. But. And having extras also is another big thing. It's big like, thing, you know, yeah. how often do you just buy a Blu-ray release and there's nothing on there but the actual show? Maybe yeah. a blooper reel. That's about it most of the time. But having actual featurettes and like commentaries, I hope, I'd really like to hear some commentaries for Strange Yeah, Reels. that's I'd the thing I kind of miss They recently did a, um, a release of Glass Onion's uh, director's commentary with Ryan Johnson. I really want to give that a listen, actually, because that's one of the movies I'd really like to hear oh, his wow, yeah. thoughts about. No, definitely. I mean, there's the infamous, you know, um, Jonathan Frakes, Marina Sirtis um, commentary on Star Trek. Oh, dude, I love that like, commentary. It's so I don't good. know if that's on the digital version, if you can get that as one of the extra audio tracks. No. But I remember crazy. I had to bring my copy with me to Germany so that um, <laughs> Otto and I and his friend oh, wow. um, could all watch it. And they, he had never heard it. And getting to hear that commentary for the first time is a trip because Marina oh. Sirtis is not quite how you anticipate. No, I can <laughs> if you're on the exposure that. tour, as Marie is uh, Deanna Troy. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's lots of things, lots of like, you know, I, I bought the Lord of the Rings big bulk box set with just its infinite amount of special extras, and that's that's great to watch, like it's good to do at the production. And mm. I think like, it, it's a hybrid now, like you can find a lot, they release a lot of that stuff on YouTube now. I know that I've, yeah. I've I play for, I've got, I've got a Plex server, and if I play for Plex Pass, um, which gets me DVD extras on my digital files, and I think it scrapes that from various places like YouTube and all other places, so you find it, but it's not yeah. quite the complete kind of thing, you know. And it's yeah, yeah. And Walt says the commentaries on the Lord of the Rings films are awesome. You get one with uh, you know the actors that play Merry and Pippin, um, which is that's that's such a good commentary as well because they go past yeah. the point where they've you know they've got the storehouse when they are uh, when they've invaded. Um, when the Ents have invaded, uh, I've got the name of it now. Isengard. Uh, Isengard. And they look at this storehouse and they just goes, you know what that's full of? Weed! <laughs> <laughs> and that's really good. Well, so. it's also a case of like, uh, part of the reason I love my James Bond Blu-ray box set is, do you know that Roger Moore did a commentary for every single one of his Bond movies? Oh, really? He did all oh, seven really of them. You can, yeah, no, and it's like, uh, it's, it's very like cozy. Cause it's just like a... I think it was 60 or 70 years old by the time he got around to recording. They were really new by the time it was released. Hmm. And it's just kind of cozy listening to him talk about it and having all these showbiz and like stories. Like It's just such a relaxing thing. And you get so much trivia out of those that you otherwise have to scrape through Wikipedia or like try and find a, a filming of a con. And it's like having yeah. this in one place on an actual cool release is underrated nowadays. I think I think there's got to be there's got to be a way forward for it and I think a lot of it's you know a lot of the streaming service problems are rights issues but I I'm a big proponent <laughs> of trying not to buy too much. I mean I sold all my all my DVD collection years ago but like I a proponent of like I'm trying to cut down on like plastic and things I buy or things that I know that mm. I'm not going to keep forever so I don't just like go to the bargain bin and go oh, I'll watch this to get this DVD and watch it anymore I'll I'll find other ways to watch it but you know there is I think it's got to be a hybrid way of kind of doing that like where you can stream it, but you do keep to get all the extras, and there's also you you don't you're not going to lose it. There needs to be like a, a contract law that somewhere that says that you well, cannot take this off. I don't know. But part of the problem is that like streaming is still relatively in its infancy. Mm. Like actually, if you think about when DVDs first came out, it took a, a good few years for them to come up with you know the fun little Easter eggs that you can find on the menus yeah. and like all this kind of stuff. Where it used to be just like you get two featurettes and and a trailer, and it's like, well, I don't want to watch the fucking trailer for the movie. I can just watch. It took a little while for DVDs to start having jam-packed releases where it was a big selling point that you would be able to get all the behind-the-scenes stuff. So streaming services maybe need a little bit more time not just to you know realize people still want those extras but also i think a, a few streaming services need to die <laughs> oh. i think we have entirely too many of them mm -hmm. um and they saturated. have fractured yeah. a lot of the um you know viewing base that you want to watch a lot of them are you know gutting themselves because they can't afford it because they overreach like hbo max and it's like once they've like you know sorted themselves out and it's gotten down to like the you know the two or the three that will actually stick around and they're all selling their licenses to each other, that is the point at which we'll start seeing a increase in quality of life and more bonus features. I feel like, but maybe that's just me being hopeful. Yeah, most people just aren't interested in that stuff. I don't know. I feel like, especially uh, in the era of the video essayist, I think there is a massive market still for behind the scenes stuff. It's just, oh, I love just not something you talk about too often. Yeah, nah, exactly. Yeah. Like. It's not people saying you talk about a lot, but I feel like if you're, every time you want to talk about a movie, the majority of your information is going to come from that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, no one's going to talk about you know, the, the director's framing unless it is the director himself telling you in a commentary. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. 
That's uh, interesting. Sorry, I had to just pop up and get my wife left a cup of tea at the top of the stairs. And I now have a cat as well. She's heard me move. She's like, you're about... Sorry. Obligatory cat watch. Cat. Meow. Cat watch, 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 watch. <laughs> um, this is... Yeah. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> He's soft, kitty. He's a... Now, was it... With the data line. Oh no, I've got to say Tell him he's a good kitty. Tell him. And a, and a handsome kitty. I, have I will feed him. <laughs> yes, I will feed him. I'm sure I have that as a trigger somewhere. Uh, I can't find it. Yeah, no, no, here, it is. Is. here it is. I found it. I found it. Tell him he is a pretty cat. There it is. And a good cat. There's <laughs> a lovely wolf's reaction on that. Um, how psyched are you to see Worf in, in season three of Picard stars? I'm very excited to be fair. Like he is a silver fox. He has not lost a step. Michael Dawn still sounds as amazing as ever. Um I also love how um I all I've seen of season three and I say seen in quotes, is a Twitter post of people complaining about Worf apparently being a pacifist from the trailers, and then like fucking Complaints about why is Wolf so violent? And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> he's a Klingon. <laughs> well, not only that, but Wolf intrinsically is a very violent man. Mm. He's like, he beats people up, he murders people, he commits war crimes. Like, <laughs> he will kill people quite happily. It's in his blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people people aren't happy on the internet. I think uh, there's been a lot of like uh, Dave Blast and Terry Matalath. They're quite active on Twitter. They've been moaning at all various members of the community. I'm just like, just ignore them, dude. People will moan about anything. Don't feed them. Yeah, yeah. they will literally find anything to picnic at. Picard's too old. Picard's not old enough. <laughs> Picard's voice sounds different. He's like 90. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. You literally signed on for this. You yeah. wanted to see the character. You're seeing the character. We are watching, literally watching that Simpsons skit. So very tired. It's literally that. <laughs> so very tired. Yeah. Morpheus Duras as a pincushion. He really did. <laughs> yeah, no, he fucking sliced that dude up in mm. front of his commanding officer. Like, mm -hmm. you want to try and tell me he was decent and wasn't too violent then? No. Well, nearly co nearly cost him a command. You know, uh, Cole says, "Come now, Mister." Oh uh, no, Wolf, that was the one where he didn't kill someone. I know, I know. Don't tell me you object to a little genocide in the name of self-defense. Is that Q line? That's, isn't it? Is that Q line? Uh, it's a little genocide in the name of self-defense. No, that's a Garrick line. That actually. is Garrick. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. Isn't that where he's when got he him in the, um, the Defiant? Link. Yes. Yeah, were, yeah. he's trying to uh, access the torpedo base. That yeah. was it. Yes, I forgot about fake ban. Ah, uh, I nearly that. I'm semi fake fan. Yeah, <laughs> no, and then like fan. Garrick punches him, and Wolf gives him this look. Like, really? <laughs> you thought that was gonna pass? All right. Uh, I, I keep trying to spin it out, waiting for Frank to come out, but he'll be here. I'm late, Savage. You're never late. You're always, uh, you always when you're expected. You arrive ex exactly. You always when you're arrive expected. exactly on time. I can never do quotes. It is my weakness. Like I know the quote in my head. I know how it's supposed to come out, but I can never remember the lines. I'm terrible at that. Don't wait for the translation. Answer me, me now. now. Yes. <laughs> there you go. See that one, you know. I know that one only because I've said it about a million times. Okay, so, uh, how about a bit of worrying news? So, uh, the world, everything has got more expensive. Everything's got a bit mad at the moment with uh, inflation and everything and war and blah 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 um uh, everyone's having cuts everyone's having layoffs and things like that and there's a little bit of worry with paramount as they're looking to make some cuts for uh 2023 2024 various things basically across the whole company 
as everyone is every company's like disney has recently come out and you know marvel said look look we're gonna do less tv streaming stuff and uh maybe we might pay our vfx people a bit more who knows <laughs> maybe we'll hire some more people so it's all come around paramount have, have expressed something very similar um and a lot of people are worrying that oh no maybe this will be this will hit trek a little bit but i'd like to sort of give a little reassuring bit of news well not news reassuring comment here in that Par star trek is all paramount have really yeah. apart from that and I, th yeah. I think you said you said to me earlier earlier yellowstone is, is something which i'm gonna watch that but yeah they've got, they've got a good uh, selection of dramas they've got a uh, yellowstone they've got what a uh, tulsa kill king with um sylvester stallone i think there's 1923 i think which is a right. series with uh harrison ford like they have a selection of things but it's not guess what Fla star trek is still the flagship it is mm -hmm. still what they fly the flag from um, which is ironic considering in fact that one of the few things they produced they had a big fan base um our flag means death was also uh, worried about being cut but guess what they threw five series at yeah. star trek not five individual seasons of a show five different series like they've done one two three four uh five six seven eight nine They've done 11 seasons of Star Trek since 2017. Do yeah. you really think they're going to stop now? It's pretty good considering, you know, the, you know, five of those are Discovery as well. And, you know, we've had, we've started yeah. to open up. I think a lot of people are seeing like, right, we're now opening up into all these crossovers and spin-off and they're like, we're now hooked. We've got the right level of Trek saturation. We've got a little bit for everyone. I don't want that to yeah. end. You know, I want, I want this to keep going and having more, more, more Star Trek, you know. Um, but I, 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 can't, I can't say I'm too worried about anything like... No, me neither. These are... I don't think these are the most expensive shows to produce. Um, especially things like Lower Decks and Prodigy. Uh, I think those will be... Uh, those would... You know, they're cheap enough to produce. They're animated. They don't require any on-set location... On-set um, filming. They can be done relatively quickly, or at least on a different kind of time frame. And not sort of like adherence to the same kind of structure and they can be well yeah you can record good. your voice lines like you know months before exactly. your vfx is even beginning to be done exactly so i'd say you know i think we're going to see a lot of lower decks uh prodigy uh, will be there as long as the people are watching it um if everyone still loves prodigy and you know they're already talking you know season two is starting this year um that has yeah. been confirmed um season three has and it's been, also yeah, good for them about. because guess what you want to get the kids in you yeah. want to get the kids in early. You want yeah. to start the new generation, the next generation. One might say, Ugh. "Yeah, no, okay." <laughs> but let's Ooh. go on. Rev Demar is curious how we would rank all Ooh. of the new Trek seasons. That's a big question. Maybe we'll do that when Frank gets here. We'll get there. We'll have a chat about. You know, that. yeah. You know, I'll, I will write up. Um, I'm going to get a little notepad together. Right. And I'm just going to write you all do, these down while you. You, you do that while fun. I talk about the individual shows. So, Strange New Worlds is. Um, we spoke about the rumor that season three is is already will be filming in May this year. I think it's no brainer we're going to get a season three of Strange New Worlds. Season two is kicking off some I point soon. I, I wish they would commit to a few more dates. I wish we go like right, Picard season two's over, and then now we're going to get Strange New Worlds there. It'd be nice, and maybe well, a trailer. It was really cool when they did the year of Star Trek, where it was like every single week there was a new episode every of something because they had lined up all the production dates. But guess what? That is fucking hard yeah that is hard to get all five of your ducks in a row and quacking in sequence that is hard to ducks do are like <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly um 
so yeah, no season. I think season three is happening. Not, not, no question. I think they'll they'll definitely profit. I'd on be that. stunned if it wasn't. Yeah, it's won awards. It has been nominated for two Critics Choice Super Awards this year. Um, Anson Mount has received an well, or has received nomination for award. Uh, just based on his performance as Pike in one season, like that—that's yeah. if that doesn't show that this sh- this show is, you know, they could cancel everything else and say we've still got Strangely Worlds. I think you know we're definitely gonna lock in for a Strangely Worlds season three. This is kind of the future that they're gonna bet on. Lower the same with Lower Decks, um, absolutely is gonna be happening. Beloved, um, yeah, without a doubt. Now Discovery is going to be the interesting question because Discovery is great. Yeah. I love Discovery. A lot of people do. And season five absolutely is happening. We know that is filming. Always oh, filmed. I think we're doing VFX. I believe after if if the production history is right after Strange New World season two, we'll get Discovery season five possibly. I, I'm fairly certain that we're looking either Strange New World season um, two or Discovery season five, and they're probably going to release really close to each other because yeah. they seem to have been developed relatively in tandem. Yeah. So I think, you know, whether we get a Discovery Season 6 is the big question. Um, I, I, I would like to. I'd like them to do the seven seasons. It'd be nice. But I think if they're starting to tighten the belts, I could say see them doing Season 5. Maybe Season 6 as a wrap-up, possibly. Um, there has been talk of the um, Star Trek Academy spin-off coming from Discovery. Uh, I think that was much hinted at in Season 4 with Tilly going off to do Academy work. Um you you could very easily do a uh, a sequel series like and actually keep on with the thing because guess what Sonequa Martin Green expensive, uh, yeah, Doug Jones I imagine expensive, um, no Doug Jones maybe less so but still much beloved. Um, mm. Anthony Stamet yeah sorry um Anthony Rapp, Rapp rather, yeah yeah uh, Wilson like these are they are not like you know the creme de la creme like I love them all individually and like they are my own children but they are not the creme de la creme but that said they are in demand mm. and like you've mentioned before it is a lot of time to devote to a single season when you could be making one appearance in one episode on the academy spin-off as an instructor yeah. you know and continuing the characters there which I would actually really like I think that'd be a really good avenue for continuing things if they were gonna tighten things up and it would also be way cheaper to make an academy show than it would be to keep a discovery going because yeah. discovery is very much about the wet, wet, you know, the, the breadth and depth and width and the mycelial realm and you know it's you, you go everywhere in discovery whereas like academy you can actually build a standing set that isn't just a bridge you can be like this yeah. is the campus and we are filming ninety percent here. Yeah, and I have wondered, sort of talking about Sonika Martin Green, whether you know she might sort of, if she does start putting the price up and they're trying to cut budgets, they might say, right, season six is happening, but she might say, right, end of the contract, I'm, I'm moving on, going somewhere else, maybe. Mm, I, don't, I think Doug Jones is a bit invested now. He's got a regular gig, which we know Doug Jones loves a regular gig in makeup. Um, <laughs> True. Um, I could definitely see them bringing up a new, possibly a new captain, new character. I mean, putting Doug Jones in the prime line. Oh, watch out. Okay, we can start the show now, gentlemen. Let's begin. <laughs> you're, not eating, you're not eating crisps. What's going on? <laughs> no. I'm just off work, and I only saw two people on this marvelous stream. I thought, let's make it a threesome. Frank is somewhere. Just to let you know, way. just to let you know, Otto, we are live. Oh, are okay. we? We are live. We are live pants live. stay on. <laughs> no, the pants come off. Pants come off when we're live. That's very true. Sorry, what were we talking about? Uh, so, uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about Paramount cutting money from anything and we were discussing which shows are more likely to stay in and go but i think we're pretty much safe for all of them it's like saying strangely worlds in for a lock um 
lower decks, Prodigy, Infralocked, Discovery's possibly the interesting ones, which might might sort of maybe see an end after season six, or may see other characters going along. How about <laughs> do you think with Michelle Yeoh getting mm. all the awards under the sun as she rightfully deserves? Do you think that we will ever see Section 31, considering she more likely will cost £24 million for a season? Here's the thing. Michelle Yeoh strikes me as the kind of person who will happily take a pay cut if it's going to be fun. Mm. Like, I've always gotten that vibe off her, that she likes projects that are fun. Um, and she is, guess what? You can tell she's having fun. Every time, like, fucking Emperor Giorgio is on screen, she is having the time of her goddamn life. If I could get paid, you know, whatever the, you know, the going rate is for a lead actress on a sci-fi show, just to come Wearing on and leather? be evilly bisexual and wear leather yeah. and flirt with people half my age and kick people through, like, glass windows, I'd fucking do that for a pay cut. Come on. Guy, you do that every Wednesday minus the windows. Like, that's why you're on the show, right? <laughs> How old do you start? Half my age. Ooh. 20-something? Yeah, no, do we don't. No, okay. okay. <laughs> it's the leather and it's the rest of it. That's what I mean. Yeah, there you go. Look, we all love Michelle Yeoh, but yeah, I think they could pony up the cash to get her if they wanted to. Mm. I think they could come to an understanding on that. Like, and it's also a case of, guess what? I fucking love Michelle Yeoh, and she deserved that recognition. That does not always translate immediately into marketability. Yeah. You know, it's a case of, like, she is still... It's still a case of she is not a white uh, male-leading actor like uh, Chris Pratt or whatever, who is a guaranteed pull. You know, I, I, people who know, know, and they will go and see something for Michelle Yeoh. But it's, you know, she's not leading Jurassic Park here, you know? I think that's, she, like, going to be paying into that. She's no Mario, let's put it that way. You know? Well, yes. That is the actual thing, isn't it? It's like, she... Guess what? She is not a mediocre white man, and therefore she cannot be propelled into superstardom and voicing everything and being in movies with Jennifer Lawrence like one Chris Pratt. Give it time. Give it time, and she will okay. be Mario. Listen, <laughs> I would be to, fine with that. I'm here to destabilize the show anyway. Uh, we get yeah, we get these random voice actors doing parts that they have no business doing. Mm. What mm. Trek alum would you want doing voiceover work for whatever characters oh you can think of? Can I think of the worst we, possible? We already have Mark Hamill with the massive leg up for oh, the Star Wars joke. franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who can we have besides Patrick Stewart? Who's done his fair share? Oh, well, we I mean, know, Michael Dawn's done a shit ton. Yeah, he's done loads. I, he was he was someone back in the nineties. I forget what it was now. Back in the nineties, cartoon like some random kind of like I am Weasel. Sorry, I am Weasel. Yeah, I am Weasel. That's the one. Completely threw I, me off. I am Weasel. Yeah, which, like, you listen to so it and kind of go, like, oh, yeah, that's some right, strange character. And they go, that's Michael Dawn? What the f-? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he also voices Marcus, the super mutant, in uh, yeah. Fallout 2 and in New Vegas. Like, he'll do anything. He's, He's in Mass Effect Yeah, Gargoyles. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah. If we can get more Clint Howard voiceovers, maybe as Mario, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> um... Armin Shimmerman has also done a good amount of uh, That's true. voice work. He was Andrew Ryan in Bioshock, oh, for example. Yeah. He's great yeah. in that. Everyone, I ran Aaron says um, everyone was on Gargoyles. Yeah, yeah which he said he said in a recent interview he was very proud of that because no one recognized him as Armin Shimmerman. <laughs> it, well, yeah, because he's not doing the teeth. He didn't do it with his cork no. teeth in, obviously. No. Um, uh, well, so yeah, Rene Aubergeois, like God rest his soul, um, played uh, Mr. House in Fallout New Vegas as well. There's mm. a lot of people in Fallout. They're big nerds over there. Absolutely. Uh, it does people who haven't done a lot of voice work who I would like to. Um, 
Mm, I'm trying to think. You know what? Fucking get Tandy Newsome. Fucking, yeah. I love her voice. Like she's got a, she has just such so much energy to her. Like get her fucking doing all the voices. Michelle Forbes did um, in Half Life Two, and I guess the episodes. <laughs> yes, she was. And and it was going to be a pivotal character, I believe, in Half Life Three, which never came out. Yeah. So that's one more reason was... to hate Valve for not releasing that game. She was Doctor Breen's assistant, wasn't she? It was Doctor Breen's assistant? Yeah. Or was it? Yeah. Yeah, I forget. I had no idea that was Michelle Yobes. That was Michelle, yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. I'm trying to think who else. No, not Visitors on Family Guy. I didn't know that. They did a whole Star Trek episode, and I think they got pretty much everyone originally, which was. Well, yeah, I know they got um, Patrick Stewart for um, the head of the uh, CIA in American Dad, which is hilarious. (laughs) Um, I don't know if he's still doing that. That was a long time ago he started doing that. That was like 10 years ago. I've not watched American Dad in about 10 years, but. What about apparently um, still kind of good? Wallace Shawn as Mario. <laughs> I'm stuck on Mario. He's I can't like, think of anything else now. He's like 95, dude. He? <laughs> he's a lucky role. Yeah, perfect for voice acting. Yeah, yeah, true. I um, mean, Grand Negazek looked like he was 125 every time he was on <laughs> camera. So I mean, that might be affecting my, my thought on it. Maybe he's younger than I think. Yeah. Can I get more Jerry Ryan? Can I get more Jerry Ryan doing voices? Yeah. She kind of had a few bits between Voyager and obviously now on Picard. Like she was on, was it a show called? Well, no, it was like a kind uh, of it was a legal show, right? Yeah, it was a kind of legal yeah, show. Yeah. She was Boston on, Legal. Was she Boston on that legal? one? No, no, she that's uh, the William Shatner vehicle. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, great. yeah. It's the other legal one. Whatever. Yeah, there's a million other legal comedies. Shark. And one apparently on Young Sheldon. What? Yeah. Still <laughs> what? not gonna watch it, but no. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Here he is. Hey, it's a Frank. It's a Frank. Let him be frank. I need like intro music for you guys whenever you pop up. <laughs> ba, 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 da, da, da. Speaking back. Right theme. Here he is. Gentlemen. <laughs> I got here, here as quickly as I could. We well, believe as soon in as you. I as soon as I heard the news, I rushed. We went right past hair and makeup, ran right in, no no jacket, no tie. Ladies and no gentlemen, pants. I have breaking news and this may upset some of you some of you may feel ill from this news if that happens seek medical attention i understand ladies and gentlemen there is going to be a season three of star trek picard (laughs) are we getting a delayed feed here frank is this is this delayed hi hi <laughs> you know what one of my favorite meme images is on the entire internet it's um a picture of a slowpoke from pokemon and he's just like at a news desk and he goes breaking news and then it's just something that's like 15 years old it's like my, my favorite bit i've ever seen Bill Clinton. Breaking news, slowpoke. <laughs> yeah no, sexual Bill Clinton. misconduct <laughs> framed uh, that being said i have tried to avoid I wanted to watch it with my old man, so I've mm. been trying to avoid Picard spoilers, but I've heard generally positive things about mm. it. Just, just so. for the, you guys, we, we are keeping this a spoiler-free zone yes. because this man hasn't seen it. Some people in chat haven't seen it yet, so those are limited. All, all I will say is, and, and we may agree to disagree. You may encounter once you watch it, and I, I do implore you, podcast listener, viewer, intergalactic being, whatever, uh, to seek out the show and, and give it a chance despite past things, you may see one of the best written and performed Star Trek characters of the last 20 years in this show. You may not, but I, I think you may. We'll see. Is it a Riker? 
Anson Max no. in this? Mate. <laughs> okay. Aside from Strange New Worlds? <laughs> Strange New Times. Times. The Our disrespect times. of Michelle Yeoh. Uh, <laughs> we've started already. Okay. Aside from Discovery. Okay. <laughs> and Prodigy and yeah. Lord. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I've heard good things so... about this William Shatner fellow. <laughs> <laughs> mm. you have yeah he's great on the twilight zone so i think season two is generally considered a disappointment by most people i know yeah. idly you liked certain i like uh, some aspects bylines through there so is it is it a step up from that or is it just a whole different animal? i mean season two started off thumbs up and we've said thumbs up to season three so far in the first two episodes it just depends on where it goes. It's It's got to stick the landing. Like, season two didn't really stick the landing. Same with season one. Like, there were, and, and we can talk about season two here all, all we like, you know, that we, that, that's been on a while now. But I, I've the thing I found with season two and a little bit season one is, like, ultimately in the terms of season three, it's not going to be pointless. There wasn't really... There's, there's You can watch season three Wheel without spinning. watching any of season one and two and just go straight into season three are you telling me that because robot body is not like a massive plot point it never was going to be that was like pulled out their ass at the last minute he's dying but we need to produce two more seasons (laughs) shit what can we do oh look we're in an android base quick build a (laughs) we have the technology yeah but that was always a weird thing to me anyway because it's like like kill off at the end of season three then why why do you have to build a new body from now i don't they want a cheap pop they they want all the emotional resonance with none of the consequences exactly yeah yeah that was season one's problem and a little bit but enough about discovery let's talk more about (laughs) (laughs) i know you guys love discovery all right, yeah. so if we can rubber band back to where you were right before I joined, uh, I've always been curious about Discovery's ratings, which mm. I think they've always been tight-lipped about, and we mm. may never see that Pandora's box. I think they got like the rating for the um, season one premiere because it was broadcast yeah. on cable, but I think beyond yeah. that, have we ever gotten any firm numbers? Well, well, it's kind of impossible to really measure how a streaming service like show does because it's like, what do you rate it from? Do you rate it from people who open up the episode? Do you rate it from people who open up the page? Do you rate it from people who started the episode? Do you rate it from people who ended the episode? Do you rate it from people who the entire season? Do you do it for people who, like, like what's your metric? You know, it's like, mm. if you want, I, I'd love an exhaustive breakdown of each and every individual thing. Like, that's kind of the advantage of streaming services. You can actually dial in what's the scene that made people give up. Or, you know, what, what, you know, like I can imagine that for you. Or I imagine you could track exactly when, but it's like, you know. So I just went, I just thought, well, hang on. There is a, there is a user-based review site, Metacritic, which is used for, you know, for general aggregate. And Metacritic rates it at a, a 7.2. But I was just reading, there's some wonderful user reviews. And you know how vitriolic people could be about discovery. Oh, well, here you know, we go. Opinions. YouTube comments. This, this, is, this is funny. It's like this comment here. Next gen inspired a generation. If discovery is a revisualization of our future, we should have stayed in the trees. <laughs> Oh, now now I'm on a rabbit hole of watching terrible, reading terrible comments about Discovery. But there we go. Um, uh, yeah, I I think it's done well. It's done well enough that they they'll they've done um, enough seasons of it. I think them retooling at the end of season two was a big sign that they said like, okay, we need to kind of move away from the bits that people don't like and do something that might get people into it. Well, the thing with that I always felt with Discovery was that season one, and then to an even greater degree to agree, is uh, season two was we are unsure of what this is going to be like. Star Trek has not been on TV 
bought at that point what uh freaking seven 12 years at that point was it been 12 years since the end of enterprise was that 2005 2017 yeah that's 12 years yeah yeah so like 12 years we don't know if people would even give a shit you know it's like what and you know with um nostalgia it's such an easy pop it is such an easy thing like look these are the things you care about we can throw out these names out and just like picard and wharf you know why do you always bring up nostalgia because it always because it always works wharf because it always works wharf because people will pay more attention when you say spock and when you throw yeah. Sarek at the screen, and when you mention Pike, or when you use Kirk, people will pay more attention, and that is unfortunate, but it's also true. I think that's but been my. I thing. assume that. Yeah. Sorry, I think that's the, been my the thing, thing with. Um, and now you no, talk. me, me, you go, you go, you okay. go. Uh, I think it's like my big, my my only major criticism with like with New Trek is uh, is that mm. it doesn't do anything like without stepping. It hasn't stepped out of the shadows of old Trek. Like nothing has been wholly original, or at least been two degrees of separation removed from something you know discovery is born out of tos and spock's relationship still is um you know picard obviously is what it is lower decks is possibly close to being one of the first original things that they've done but still has a few little ties you know bringing back freaks and things like that if it's every episode is a well, exactly of yeah, exactly um prodigy you know that's on the shadows of voyager and you know that would be nice to kind of have a tv you know say they say right we're setting it in the 26th century and it's going to have just this crew or this situation setting and we, yeah we'll have an andorian there or we'll have a bolian and we'll have you know, going to this location but there won't be like this is so and so from so and so and this is the enterprise and like it'd be nice if they did something wholly new just something completely well I, I think that's part of uh the reason why um they went they made the jump from season two to season three and jumped like in the nine hundred years in the future is they gained confidence. They were like, yeah. cool, people care enough about Star Trek that we can do kind of more stuff with it. They jumped into the future, and now it's a case of, okay, now how people are going to take to a completely alienated setting where the only legacy characters are our own legacy characters, where there is not a single character who you know. We can show a video clip of Spock, that's about it. No one else is alive. And then people were like, you know what? Season 3 and 4 of Discovery, a lot of people liked them more than Season 1 and 2. Some people didn't. You know, I understand that. Um, and it's a case of now they've gone from, cool, people care about Star Trek. People can care about Star Trek without legacy characters. Now let's do Star Trek, you know, completely divorced. So if they end up doing that Academy show, yeah, you might end up seeing one or two characters from Discovery show up. If the, you know, that's the speculation at the moment. But that's probably the closest thing you, to what you're saying, Idol, is being actually completely divorced and yeah. being completely whole, co- whole cloth new characters, essentially. Yeah. Because Deep Space Nine and Voyager, in their first episode, said, hey, we're part of the universe. See this other person? Mm-hmm. Hey. And then they try and go off on their own. Occasionally, they throw in an Easter egg with, oh, hey, look, here's a starship doctor. Hey, look who we're yeah. talking to via, you know, techno babble through... 70,000 light years. Uh, yeah. But Discovery, to your point, doubles down on that because it's like not only are you fucking never going to see anybody again that you know, but we're going a thousand years into the future. So you're really never going to hear about them. Yeah. And no other show will ever reference these people unless you see a, what was it, a Stamets class shuttle or something? Yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. Like something like that. Like it, it it's forever going to be divorced. But that's, 
a nice thing because it's kind of like I call it, and forgive me for saying the dirty word, the Star Wars problem, is mm. you, you don't have to have the entire universe focusing around the Skywalker family. You yeah. don't have to have the entire Star Trek universe focusing around the Enterprise and mm. the people around its bubble. Starfleet's big. The Federation's yeah. big. There's other things going on. There are places in space. Let's go see them. Yeah, that was actually something I actually really appreciate about Discovery season three was it would have been really easy to have like the Enterprise Z in freaking Earth space <laughs> in uh, the Federation space dock. It would have been really easy, but they were like, no, Voyager J, and it's like, yeah. cool, yeah. yeah, yeah, people would care about the Voyager enough to give it a J. It's like that's yeah. Yeah, that, like you say, it's widen out the universe a little bit. Make sure that you know if you're gonna do the nods, do it to the bits that people wouldn't necessarily call out immediately as being obvious. The advantage of Voyager was, uh, you know, as middling as it was at times, it did have the advantage of, like, what I said, like, it went to a completely new place. Everything mm. was original. All, you know, every week was a new alien race. It wasn't just like, we're going back to the Cleons, or we're going back over here, or it's the Cardassians again. Meanwhile, well, season, found four, a way. season four, here's the Kazan again. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean, yeah. And they did eventually until they went back to the Borg, but yeah, that would have been... Yeah, that, they, they it, it turns out that none of them were competent pilots, and they were just going in a circle <laughs> in the Delta Quadrant, and they kept running into the same aliens and the same oh, planets. Like, oh, the Paris is tanked again. <laughs> Didn't we pass you guys like ten months ago? And they're like, "Yeah, and you're back." Yeah. Same Civil War. One of, yeah. <laughs> one of Discovery's strengths was the speed at which I mean, the the twelve years before series between series also had the advantage of. Technology improves big time. Mm. So the effects, mm. the visuals, costuming, I mean, people quibble about big redesigns like with the Klingons, but other than that, those are things that they're lauded for by almost everyone. So with that in the in the back pocket, they should have gone, I mean, benefit of hindsight, they should have gone jumped ahead from the start. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, networks, they same with uh, Hollywood, why we have sequel 18 yeah. or whatever of Fast and Furious is because they don't want to take the risk of throwing themselves out there. But with the backing of the great visuals um, that they had, even at launch in 2017, they really could have could have gone boldly, mm. as it were. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was just straight up fear because of the way yeah. the Enterprise had died. The Enterprise <laughs> died a slow, limping death because of ratings, and that's not a good way to go out, you no. know? You hear, you hear about Connor Trinidad talking about how they were thinking they were going to be cancelled after season one, so or season two at least. Yeah. You know, you talk about it. We're wrapping back around to the, like, the point of like Paramount, you know, cutting budgets and you know talking about tightening belts. And I, I don't think anything's going to happen to Star Trek. I think that's probably the one thing they're going to say. This is where our money is. We're going to put our films, we're going to put our not not Star Trek films, but we're going to put our films out. We're going to do Yellowstone and we're going to do Star Trek and maybe tighten up other yeah. things. To, like to clarify, Trek. if you ever had any thoughts about you know Kelvin surviving. Well, well, dead. I it's think gone. it is time for Kilvin. Watch, watch, watch. Let's see, I've got the reverb. We can do that. Um, <laughs> did you know that? You know, every week... I need to get paid every time you do that. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> do you know? I keep thinking, like every time I do a Star Trek show, the one week there will be no news about Star Trek Four. But I'm wrong because Matt Shackman, the previous director. Uh, who has now gone off to work on the Fantastic Four for Marvel, which I don't blame him for getting the better gig, uh, has recently come out and said, no, it's still happening. It's one of fra one of Paramount's fran uh, t franchise tentpoles. Like, they absolutely still want to do it. And I feel like they someone is contractually required to come out every month and say, like, yeah, no, remember Kelvinverse and Star Trek 4? It's still happening, promise. Really mean the it this time. But the tent blew away. Years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Tarantino. Gone. It had holes in it. Yeah, 
And there's uh, yeah, other people talking about, you know, maybe it'll be a smaller budget film and they're starting to sort of backtrack and say, maybe it could be TV film. But yeah, there's still the, the obligatory once a month for someone the coming, climb out down. The, coming out of their office going, yeah, still having it, bye. <laughs> I think they share an office with the Section 31 people as well. They'll be trying to get Chris Pine out of retirement before they actually shoot the next one. <laughs> But they'll be a good shot. Yeah, I mean, they no, could do the motion laughing. picture now this time because they could do him as an Admiral Kirk. He'd be old enough to do that and probably enough time to get away with it. That'd be kind of fun. I'd be okay yeah. with that, but I don't think they're ever going to do it because like, that's... Uh, guess what? You have to pull Zoe Saldana out of freaking James Cameron's like cold, icy grip because he's <laughs> making her work in the Avatar slave mines. Like, <laughs> that's that's hard enough scheduling conflict on its own. Listen, And I, I, think they, I think Paramount has enough, and I'm giving a lot of credit here, I think they have enough common sense not to let brand confusion happen because hmm. obviously we're all loyal to the brand to a casual viewer That's who says idea. oh hey what's coming out this summer a star trek film cool not knowing there's already five star trek series playing right yeah. now and this is a completely different cast unrelated to any of them you're going to see a different spock than you could see on strange new worlds a different hmm. kirk that you could see on strange new worlds or anything else that doesn't tie into anything, never will. And in fact, and will like, directly conflict in terms yes. of how they are maybe characterized. And, I, and hmm. why? Why? I think it's. I think it's going to be. I think it's a good way of sort of saying, right, this is the public Star Trek, and then this is the the fan Star Trek. Like, you know, with the advantage of I mean, the disadvantage of Paramount Plus is everything's locked away under a subscription service. Works for Disney because everyone knows about Star Wars. Like, it's it's huge. But um, you know, with Star Trek, it is like everyone's aware. Oh yeah, Star Trek's a thing. Oh yeah, they're making new series. But if you put it out as a film, people go like, I'll go and watch, and they'll think, oh actually, maybe I'll go and check it out on the Paramount Plus. And they need to kind of do a little bit more synergy there and have the little freebies go out or like the big films, and they can sort of tie it in that way. Maybe that's kind of the reason they're sort of saying there is still a film happening is they're trying. To... So what you're saying is that we should get a Discovery movie. Got it. Well, I wouldn't be surprised, actually. Actually, I just threw a poll up in chat, and I omitted Deep Space Nine because I think they were going to win in a landslide anyway. <laughs> Which of the series would you want a movie for? Voyager, Enterprise, Discovery? And I put in wow. Lower Decks because they do have a couple seasons. Enterprise, easy. Yeah, I, I, I think I think Voyager did their best to tie a bow on things. Enterprise mm, had a lot open-ended, yeah. plus such a disappointed finale. I think they do have a lot to explore there. Discovery, I think, could do fine. The search um, for trip. It'd be really easy to do a Discovery movie, yeah. <laughs> the They're... search for trip. Just do the Romulan War. Fucking yeah. everyone wants to see it. You could do it on a movie budget really well. Yeah. Back I, I can up. barely I can barely sit through a whole lower decks though because it is very frantic. I yeah. think like yeah. two hours of that yeah. might might blow me up. So I mean they did a Bob's Burgers movie lately. Like I'm sure they can do anything. There's a Simpsons yeah, movie. Yeah, but even that's a different pace. <laughs> I do like Bob's Burgers. People Boy, do love uh, animated right? movies. Yeah. If it were a Voyager movie, would we see Harry Kim get promoted in the first or final scene? <laughs> no, he'd, he'd, no, he'd, he'd get promoted he in would, the first scene and get killed. He would martyr himself or something. Yeah. The real Harry Kim that died would come back. That would be the film. He'd come back, plan revenge. Play too much Star Trek online. <laughs> that, that was a plot, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm not Walt, you are not the only person who thought that Ethan Bakupek really suited the beard. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, yeah, he should have. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I think they had to shave. They had to shave Spock. The biggest Star Trek's biggest crime was shaving <laughs> <of> Spock. <laughs> Star Trek fourteen, the shave of Spock. <laughs> Too many razors. <laughs> Guess what? I, if we could have had a bridge with both bearded Pike and both bearded Spock, man, yeah, both everyone's bearded. Look, bearded Ortegas, 
bearded you know, they yeah, have giant, a bearded lawn, absolutely. <laughs> they have giant hand railings always on bridges anyways. He might as well just quarter his horse, like, right next to Ops. <laughs> What's Seabiscuit doing here? <laughs> you, I mean, you know if Strange New Worlds continues to be successful and they do more oh, seasons of it, uh, you know that some writer in that writer's room is going to be looking at his whiteboard of ideas for the season. Shit, what do we do? What's, it, what's that place where they... Uh, 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 mirror... Yeah, yeah, no. Mirror Universe, that's the one. All right, boys, you're going to be evil this episode. You know it's going to happen. I hope so. Like, That'd be cool. I already know. It'll be easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Elysian Kingdom was basically the you guys get to have fun episode. Yeah for the actors mm-hmm. so it's yeah. it was a mirror episode in essence do you think anyway, yeah. do you think if if uh, you know if pike bought his horse on the bridge do you think they'd give it a uniform and a rank <laughs> yes absolutely wait so how, does it stand across two transporter platforms or does it come in a shuttle <laughs> no, uh, he's the cargo he, he has awful transporter phobia so he goes in the shuttle but how does he stand at a console do you reckon he <laughs> No, he's he's not a crewman. He's just a horse idol. No, but now we want him to be a crewman. This is the twenty third. <laughs> just century. a horse. That's discrimination. We yeah. don't. We've got sentient like dolphins in in lower decks. We can have a we can have a, a, a an equestrian department. It's got to happen. Come on. I don't know why my mind went there, but I'm just picturing Pike and I guess Evil Pike standing there with his his horse on the bridge, barking out orders, and the horse just takes a massive crap right there, and it's like. <laughs> Not meant as comedy, like the ensigns at the con just, <laughs> just look over that. and like, oh god, I have to clean that up now. What if Would the horse... Pike have no hair but a massive beard? Oh my word, bald, bald Anson Mount. I can't even picture bald it. and bushy beard. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look yeah. Like a that's the way it's got to go, right? <laughs> look a biker or something. No one. I mean, he was on Hell and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just picturing the horse barking orders on the bridge now, and I'm just thinking this needs to happen. <laughs> it's just no, a horse Mira... idol, not Mister Ed. <laughs> yeah. By the way, one of the best, I mean, Michael Dorn is a funny guy, but at the end of Starship Mine, where they do the bit with the saddle, and Worf goes, of course, right. you know, the Mr. Ed <laughs> nod, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, so Mirror, Mirror Pike is Fat Thor, basically. Fat Thor. <laughs> yeah, he never got, he never went into Mirror, Did, was there a Mirror Pike? I think he got mentioned, didn't he? But I don't think we ever, we never saw, we never uh, saw He got killed that. by Mirror Kirk. Mirror yeah. Kirk, yeah. They could, they could play that out with Paul Wesley, couldn't they? That could be uh, his own little spin-off. That, yeah. And, and he can... also can't cook. Yeah, He's a terrible yeah. cook. That's how he kills people. He poisons them with horrible food. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the easy one. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the ultimate subversion. He's a wonderful cook as well, but he kills them with, with his food. <laughs> Don't get invited to the captain's table. Mm, everyone's just really nervous around the table, like, handcuffed to the desk. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Episode of Saw. One of you has been poisoned. <laughs> one of you has the antidote. You'll find out after the order. The other one is a horse. <laughs> find out <laughs> next week. <laughs> a horse and a cloaking device. <laughs> no, oh Pike serves his horse. Mirror Pike would serve his horse. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> right. The horse is dead. Long live the new horse. <laughs> Okay, that's, that's oh, sorry. Did you have more news and about. notes, Idol, or, or are we I just going to talk about? Get us out of here. here it's perfectly sidetracked. We're hustling around too much. Get us out of here. Yeah, who's who sidetracked us? <laughs> All right. How about some really depressing news? Um, let's let's bring it down. <laughs> oh, thanks. No, um, very sad to hear. More that... discovery. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> High five. 
very sadly. Uh, Gerald Freed has died at the age of 95. And for those that don't know him, he was the composer of many classic TOS soundtracks, including Amok Time, the famous Vulcan, you know, that, that, that soundtrack. So sadly, he's passed away. A huge history of composing behind him, but notably on Star Trek. So very sad to hear him go. But on the good side of, on the good side, I'm talking music, Nami Melumad, who is the composer of Strange New Worlds and Star Trek Prodigy, a protege. Did a wonderful of, arrangement of that same TOS fight music. Indeed. Uh, the protege of uh, Michael Giacchino, uh, is, I can never say his name, has won the David Raskin Award for Emerging Talent. So Star, Star Trek biting her teeth on uh, has definitely done a lot. And I've, I've been listening to the sort of, as I said earlier, I've been listening to Star Trek soundtracks in the car and the prodigy and, and Strange World. She one. did the prodigy's like, uh, score, right? She did the I think, score. Uh, Giacchino the did song. the theme. Yeah. yeah, he did the theme. But uh, honestly, I really like the scoring for Prodigy. It's so really good. Lush. Yeah. That and Lower Decks have got some really, like, I mean, Jeff Russo is okay, the guy that does, like, Discovery and stuff, but it never feels like it's a fully-fledged Star Trek soundtrack, and then you go and listen to, like, Chris Westlake's Lower Decks soundtracks, and they're brilliant. Proper evocative mm -hmm. of, like, classic sort of TNG themes and real dynacism, and the same with, like, Nami Milamad stuff in, like, Strange New Worlds and, and Prodigy. It's, it's, it's a step above. Guess what she deserves it. She does good fucking work. Yeah. Would you like I'm to... so glad that we exist in, a, in an era of Star Trek without sonic wallpaper. <laughs> yes. Oh, weren't you? Yeah. The, are you talking about the Ron Jones stuff or the, the ones that stuff come? Oh, well, no, because you, you know this story, right? About how, like, um, season one and two and uh, three of uh, TNG have wonderful orchestration, yeah. including the incredible Borg theme for Best yeah. of Both Worlds. Your music's too distracting. Yeah, People got... want sonic wallpaper that they can just tune out and listen to the dialogue. And it's like, shut the fuck up. You fucking... fucking <laughs> you fucking it. You got Jay Chatterway in. Now, who was the guy that did uh, Generations and most of TNG? I forget his name now. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, Dennis... Uh, McCarthy? McCarthy? Yeah. I was going to say Dennis Waterman, but that's the guy from Minder and did sing the theme tune. Sing the theme tune. I actually really like the score for Generations. Generations has yeah, some Generations really good music in it. Which is a it's no insurrection. The, the Nexus theme is great. Well, Insurrection does actually have a really good theme, uh, score as well. The only one that kind of sucks is like you know, a Nemesis isn't no, Nemesis is Goldsmith's great. best work. It's not his best, it's not his best work. Um, but if, to give all the Kelvin soundtracks, uh, give Kelvin slack, its soundtracks are really good. Like Michael Giacchino has got like that. Oh yeah, he, he's never put in a bad day of work in his life. No, yeah, really good. Um, how would you like to own some on vinyl? Because on March twenty, I actually do own some on vinyl. Oh, do you? What have you got? Don't yeah, kill the segue yeah. stars. Yeah, we go and get. Yeah. He's gone. <laughs> While he's going and finding it, uh, you can own Lower Decks Volume One by Chris Westlake on vinyl on March twenty fourth. Is actually coming out, and I believe that's one of the only soundtracks that's coming to vinyl anytime soon. I don't believe any of the more recent ones have. Go on, what you got? Hold it closer. I have the Wrath of Khan soundtrack on oh vinyl. Oh my gosh, the Chris Horner one. Oh, that's so epic. This is the, the yeah, it's from a Mondo, so you've got Khan on uh, City Alpha there. <sighs> That's another thing. That's awesome. And then this is my favorite part. The interior is the Battles of Mutara Nebula. That's amazing. That's awesome. And the actual vinyl themselves, you might recognize the pattern on those, if I can get it out here. It's the only vinyl I own, because I don't own a fucking vinyl player. <laughs> okay, you're I coming around so we can play that. <laughs> oh, wow. You got the Mutara Nebula effect on the actual vinyl. Oh, fucking I need beautiful. that. I need, I need to have that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you can get these anymore. Oh, I got shit. this girl given as a present for me years ago, but it's one wow. of my most pre treasured possessions. 
Right, I'm coming to raid your house now. <laughs> there, may, there may shortly be a robbery. But yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I completely sidetracked you there. Right? No, it's per- no, it's fine. That's pretty much vinyls for lower decks. That's it. Yeah, vinyl deck and lower decks on March twenty fourth. That that was my little piece of news for the news for those that like to do that. How about right? So, do you remember TNG early the next generation? We had the big dustbuster phasers. Do you remember those big yes. boys with yeah, you know, the ones look, that weren't meant to look like guns? No, they just kind of looked like you were about to sort of like have your 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 jacket, you know. Change the channel. Monsters. Yeah, change the channel. How would you like to own a replica one? No. No. <laughs> Anyone? No. No. Well, there's a no, company. Not really. <laughs> if you are interested. No, no, that's not the end. Just of it. keep, no. just keep reading the promo. Well, you're in luck. <laughs> no, you are in luck because for the low, low cost of five hundred and fifty-five dollars, you no. could own a replica di- Type Two Dustbuster from Sideshow. And to be fair, it does look good. I'm going to put a link in chat now. It does Is look. Is that good. the one that killed Udo of the Clantrelester? Very possibly. Uh, I think that was a type one, wasn't it? It comes in its own case. It comes in its own box, which you can unwrap and unveil. It. I don't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They used the type one back then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is extortionate. What the fuck? Yeah, that's a lot. That's a that's lot, lot of money for a bit of plastic. Like, I appreciate people like their replicas, <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure you can find a friend with a 3D printer that could do a, a good job. Well, I'm looking down and it's like freaking like, um, do you want an Ilea sensor and Command Insignia set for a hundred dollars? The Ilea sensor? You mean a little fucking jelly Gem, top? Yeah. Your, your fucking neck? Like what? Well, a that's stick- because her oath of celibacy is on fire. <laughs> Guess Record. what? If I could get a copy of. Uh, for her fucking oath of celibacy as like a certificate, like her actual uh, written certificate, I would buy that. I would have that framed as like, what's that? That's Lieutenant Ilya Celibus record. It's it's on record. I mean, th- th- this company do some outrageous stuff. You can get the cricket phaser for three hundred dollars, or you can get a. I would have that one. That's more iconic to me. Yeah, a six scale figure of Lieutenant Commander Tuvok for two hundred dollars. Like, come on. No thanks. I have a life size plushie. You want a one-out silver coin of Leonard McCoy for a hundred dollars? Like, really? It's, it's. I would rather spend my money on eBay and buy. And I don't know that you've ever heard of this, but I just I looked it up. Uh, the on it's called Vinyl, I think. It is the Star Trek II soundtrack uh, mm. in a special edition uh, pressing and and case, very rare. One hundred eighty American dollars. Wow. Yes. <laughs> that's how much that's worth? Wow. Yes. Stars, I'll There's give you only three two on eBay. <laughs> Jesus. You could have three Dustbusters for that. You could. Wow. You'd have two I Dustbusters no and a Cricket Phaser. Oh. You'd be well armed. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I don't know. If I was going to buy any phaser, I wouldn't buy any of the type 1s or type 3s. I'd buy the phaser rifles. I'd want the oh, um, yeah. TOS phaser rifle uh, from when, where No Man Has Gone Before, because I think that's actually a really cool design. And I'd want the first contact phaser rifle. I think that's like the coolest design. You'd be the most armed British man. Damn right. Well, guns are illegal here, but yeah. that's fine. Yes. Phaser rifles aren't. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Loophole. Yeah, for, for for $500 I'd want a working phaser. <laughs> it would need to... <laughs> I, want to, I want to kill rats with it. Come on. How about okay? How about something? This one, this one, maybe a bit more, depending on your 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 opinion on how money works. Maybe a bit more reasonable. How about a Star Trek First Contact Borg Queen Skull Signature Edition prop replica? And I'm going to put this one in chat as well. Uh, for the okay, low cost, now you have my opinion. Now you have my attention. One thousand four hundred and ninety nine dollars 
99 cents for a is replica a of the Borg Queen's skull. Yeah, is that a lot? Yeah. Get out of here, Kirk. Um, <laughs> now, that is a really cool replica. It is because really cool. it does actually have working LEDs um, and it can fade out just like that. That being said, um, I already have a T1000 like uh, skull somewhere around here. So, like, I, I it would conflict. <laughs> I, I get confused. The thing that makes me laugh oh, at the bottom of the advert—it's signed. It's signed as what well. What is signed? By who? Susanna. Uh, Alice. Craig, Alice. Jeremy. Yeah. Alice oh no, Dyer. Alice Krieg. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it would be Miss Krieg as well. The funniest thing is at the bottom it says requires three AAA batteries, not included. <laughs> <laughs> like for that kind of money, I'd like want a whole set of batteries. Come on, like fifteen hundred only goes so far. <laughs> I'd want a power supply on, since I could have it on all the time. Yeah, but the problem with it is you would be so tempted to snap it yeah. in half like Picard does. <laughs> like I wouldn't trust myself to <laughs> not do that. Okay, but why doesn't? I would want one of those like um you know, the little uh, the, the prop toy ones that you can get that like that you can snap it and then it snaps right back. I'd want one of those. Oh yeah, like, the a cheap plastic Do they one really make crack. those? No, they, they don't, those? but they should. Oh okay. Like we've always been talking about how Star Trek has let down the merchandising thing. If I could have like one where you go, you get a satisfying crack noise, but then it's like it clips right back. Like I'd, I'd like that. Why is it so expensive? Why mm. is it that much money? Well, because it's real metal. That's why. And it's sculpted metal. Metal isn't it's even very that metal. expensive. <laughs> expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's actually very metal. It's ridiculous. I kind of want to see what else this company do. Like this, uh, cast from heavyweight polyurethane resin with an electroplated chrome finish. Mm. They did that so and that the phaser looks reasonable in comparison. And it was also... And, and they had to go, remember, built into the cost. They had to fly to Alice's home uh, where she... Put on a glove, and I don't know if she's have she thinks she's Michael Jackson or what. She puts on one glove here, uh, and signs with the glove on and the pin because got to keep the pin clean. And the uh, glove is made out of an Enterprise crewman's flesh. Yes, it is. Yes, a uh, screen worn glove actually. Mm -hmm. uh, no. So that's built into the cost because you know she yeah. she's not cheap to come to her house. I mean, I had to pay five thousand dollars to go to her house once, and she didn't even feed me. No batteries either. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't feed you any batteries that's awful terrible uh, they, they do some cool cool props like they do uh, a medical set limited re replica like the proper you know hypo sprays and they do like a thing but that is also four hundred dollars and i've got i've got to be i've got to be serious like someone you have to have a friend with a 3d printer like that's that's got to be better you could buy yeah, a good was... 3d printer for cheaper <laughs> than that exactly a 3d printer and, and probably learn a do a course in blender or something and <laughs> Spend well, you can buy the files from Etsy these days. Someone will yeah. make it for you if you pay Someone them. Speaking of models that were expensive and went out of print, uh, Eagle Moss. This is our other uh, monthly recurring thing. Eagle Moss. The Build the Enterprise D kit, which was summarily cancelled halfway through its run, has been revived. Actually, officially, you can, if you are collecting it and you are disappointed you only have half a saucer section and three quarters of a SAR collector, um, you can actually go and go to Fan Home, who will ob obligate and continue your subscription. So fear not. If you wanted to spend $1,500 on a copy of the Enterprise D that is about that big, you can continue it as well. So there's been no news about it. But it has a working warp core. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's bloody better do. I assume. <laughs> you buy this, it'll define the laws it of physics. If it were the Enterprise E, it could come with the board queen skull. Yeah, there you go. Just like a tiny little bit of plastic that's on the Enterprise yeah. or, uh, engineering floor. 
um but yeah so and still general i, know. I, I wanted to have the additional like uh 29th deck and like the the raymond viceroy's like body to have splatted onto it I have, like a little sticker you can put on with a bit of the... yeah it has to have like one of those magic mirrors when you open it up you look inside and then there's that bottomless deck and no matter how you look at it it just looks into yeah. infinity but you look at the ship and you're like oh it's not there <laughs> there's a very tiny Riker on the, on the catwalk in it <laughs> it was he was all the way down here you see and they yeah. started up here so oh. he, if he fell all that way and that were, re Reman anatomy deck. you can't survive that they were on deck 29 right which is right there you see and then they fell yeah. um, down here <laughs> and um, no no carry on yes <laughs> Oh, oh, no, you know what? I think I understand what happened. So they fell off of Deck 29 and then he fell onto Deck 78 of the Enterprise A from Final Frontier, got yes. caught by Spock on the rocket boots, and then, yeah, okay, I see, yeah, totally. Yeah. And then got into the turbo, into the infinite turbo lift on the Enterprise in Strangely Well, no, in, in Discovery. And, oh, okay. yeah. <sighs> There's a long history of this. <laughs> it, yeah, you know, yeah. This whole thing starts to fall apart more we talk about in the beginning it's almost like it's some show. kind of tv show that's often <laughs> with a low budget i don't mm, mm. crazy how many shuttles have you got <laughs> how many photon torpedoes left voyager uh don't think about it don't worry about uh, it uh, yeah. uh many. <laughs> well i'm out of news now how are you guys <laughs> i feel like i've waffled over you since you've arrived what Sorry, they made like unab what is it unabatanium like unobtainium. Unobtainium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, what if they made the that for like a torpedo casing and just fired it into the other ship's warp core? Then the ship explodes, you can tractor your torpedo back and use it again. Infinite torpedoes, right? Hmm. I think that you just call that a javelin. Like do you just throw yeah. it, you, you yeah. kill the enemy and you pick it up. And yeah, so why don't they just make javelins instead of torpedoes? And then they can use them forever. Didn't Wolf try to do that in an episode with a torpedo that could kind of track around? He got very frustrated and then turned into a, a protomorphosis proto creature. I don't think he was working on the tracking systems in that one. What was he doing in that one? He's trying I think to make... He was working on tracking down Troy. <laughs> he was trying to do that for seven seasons. He still failed. Oh, my God. It was good, but oh, my God. I don't know. He upgraded to Jadzia, so like, I think he won in that in the end. Not See? for a minute. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, yeah I'd take Riker. <laughs> I don't know. I can see the the fire in Wolf's eyes. Can't see it in Geordie's. <laughs> okay, goodbye, folks. <laughs> oh, this isn't the end. This isn't the end. Sorry, I'm just readjusting my. Guess my what? It was good enough for TNG to make that joke. It's good enough for us. <laughs> I think it was unintentional. I think whoever wrote that wasn't aware. No, of the they, they absolutely fucking for. knew. With the way Lavar Burton looked at Michael Dorn, they knew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I did. They weren't aware. I'd like to take you guys to a piece of my past. So many, many okay. years ago, many, many years ago, there was, when I was a wee 12-year-old, uh, there was a publishing company in the UK that started to produce a thing called the Star Trek Fact Files. May have heard about them, it was only released in the UK, and once every couple of weeks, I could spend my mother's two pounds and buy a, a copy of a magazine. Two whole pounds. Two whole pounds. You really should weigh more than that. <laughs> that you could, uh, <laughs> you could get a whole file of different uh, facts about Star Trek, and you could rip them all apart and put them in folders and organize them well. I, I used to have a lot of them and um I, I sadly got rid of them for some strange reason there we go stars is flexing stars flexing with the actual material here 
Um, look at that. I don't know if I have issue one in here, but you'll have to tell me what's in there. I will. I will tell you what's. I will not. I won't just. I won't just tell you. I'm going to show you what's in issue one. We're going to look. I I might spin this on something. We'll see. But I have every issue of the Star Trek Fact File digitized now, um, thanks to someone, some very hardworking people on uh, archive.org, and I've had to sort of. I wanted to recreate as people have organised it into like the actual order of things. I've actually put it back into issue format. I'd like to kind of like go through it and look through it, just because it's it's how I learned Star Trek. Uh, after becoming like a fan and then be getting all these and I used to spend like ages sort of just reading all these magazines and absorbing all these facts into my blood instead of you know learning and doing I my, my GCSEs. favorite part of all this is how awful the fucking resolution is on the pictures like oh, they yeah, are in terrible. the worst right, standard definition I've ever seen let me go let me see if I can get it sorry I've had to tweak like my layout look. a little bit ding 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 right there we go right hang on Wait. I just need to tweak your faces a minute <laughs> can you tell who that hang is hang on barely hang on stay there stay there yeah, it was Jordy and uh, Relics. <laughs> Jordy and that yeah, You can barely tell if you look at the actual picture. <laughs> Let me see if I can get like, even more. Uh... Like, yeah, they just really... Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Like, Yeah. I mean, they had to yeah, work with... It's not exactly remastered quality, is Well, it, it was 1990-something. 1998? 96, maybe? Probably earlier than that. Probably dated on here. Probably is dated. But uh, anyway... Uh, I'm just going to arrange your face on the screen because set up for three. So this came 1996. Uh, this came bi-weekly. This came yeah. On the underside of bottle caps or what? No, you could just buy them in in, in your your local newsagent would supply them. You'd ask them for the subscription and then they'd they'd, they'd my one would save it every week and then I'd go in and I'd say here's my two pounds please please don't share them. And I used to sn sn sneak it in in my bag because I didn't want to see everyone everyone to see what I was reading. But um, yeah, we're going to go through the if you the if two things a teenage boy must hide: pornography and Star like, Trek magazines. Files. Yeah, I might as well be buying penthouse every week. Yeah. <laughs> Idol, did you get beat up as a kid? Uh, not physically, but emotionally. <laughs> oh, so nothing changed then. <laughs> I'm just better at dealing with it now. I suppress it into my mm. sadness. Speaking you, of where my antidepressants, yeah. I need to take mine today. <laughs> Thanks to today's sponsor, BetterHelp. <laughs> so, uh, if general Please donate to mind, direct oh. yeah, direct your attention, oh. direct your uh, attention to the stream because I can't show this through Discord for some reason. It was being really funny with me, so you have to look on the stream. Uh, we have uh, the whole first issue here of the Star Trek Fact Files for only. One ninety nine per, but I think it's bi-weekly. Walt, Walt saying it's a week. I'm pretty sure I remember it being once every other week. So I remember getting very excited um, that it was coming. But uh, this is this is the first issue. So issue one. Uh, I'll zoom in here. We're going to have the Star Trek timeline, not timelines that hadn't been made yet. That's not for another. Issue, so issue one. Oh, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Hi Frank. Oh, you sound awful. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Uh, Klingon Empire, the Klingon race, the Enterprise D. The one thing I really loved about the Star Trek Fact Files was the attention to detail. They used to make whole deck plans. Well, we'll share. We'll go. We'll go through, and used to gather this week by yeah, the week. The diagrams are easily the best part. These are easily so good. But so we get our first introduction. Space, you know, space, the final frontier, the traditional thing, and it used to show you how to organize the files in the sections, and very, you know, and this is this might have been where I came from, where my love of spreadsheets came from, because this, uh, this. Definitely was like here. Organize. Hold on, something. hold on. It says the trills. The trills. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah. It should be the trill. There's a race of two joint species, the trills, and mm. other groups. Maybe that was right. How it was. Maybe it was the trills. Because there's more than one of them per don't, person. Don't defend them. Your okay, childhood sorry. is a sham. <laughs> Space <laughs> phenomena, galactic archaeology. With a is that a horgon? No, that's not a horgon. What is hold that? Hold on. Is no, that TNG? 
Is that TNG Ducat for the Cardassians? Uh, So this was before Enterprise. Like this is all coming out. I think they eventually adapted it to Enterprise. And they got the Q continuum. Uh, yeah, I don't think this even goes up to the end of Voyager and DS9. I don't yeah, because if, if this is 99, it should have some DS9. Well, obviously, yeah, we will do. It, but, but yeah, and then we've got the Antideans down there representing every other alien. But, uh, other. So start with <laughs> well, the they Kling- are the most handsome race. So your first mm, option, true. the Klingon Empire. And you get this whole... Oh, is that John Larroquette? I think very much what it is. Yeah, I think it is. Oh, wow. We even get a picture of Chronos. 85% silicate, 50% 50% water. Yeah, look at the resolution. I don't remember Chronos being green. No, what was it in Discovery? It was pretty much like it's red, as yeah, I recall. Reddish. Well, it's that green was after here. their moon blew up. Apparently, it's a single uh, large maybe. mountain mass dominated by a vast ocean. Seen as such <laughs> episodes on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This or is, is the dark that side blue of Chronos. like someone sneezed on it. <laughs> Isn't that Pink Floyd album, The Dark Side of Kronos? <laughs> the Dark <laughs> Side of Repenthe 8. Okay, go through the rulers of the Empire. That despite the presence of the so-called Emperor. See, already the shade in the start there. The real scene oh. of power of the Klingon Empire is the High Council. He looks so glorious. Have they ever had an Emperor of the Klingon Empire? Well, yeah, Kalos. Ever? But... Oh, hang on, Cold he sent me something. Emperor. What's Cold sent me? He sent me. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. <laughs> he just sent me the one of the file on Tom Paris and women. There is different sections oh. for. There's not like a section for Captain Picard. There's like Captain Picard and Wesley Crusher, Captain Picard's love life, Captain Picard and books. Like there were so many little. Ir- like you get. Do you want to read re- about Tuvok's antimatter maneuver? Absolutely. Oh, we'll, okay. We'll get, we'll get there. A list of known Klingon emperors: Kalos, Reclaw, the Second Dynasty, Reclaw the Third Dynasty, Sompek and Murak, and then Kalos again. <laughs> that sounds fake. I didn't vote for him the second time. <laughs> <laughs> second term wasn't as good as the first. Even talks about the war with the Federation with this guy here. Points for remembering who that yeah, is. Yeah, look at that. Look at that grainy standard definition. Love it. They literally it kind of looks like one of those. Uh, what do they call them? Fat heads, like the stickers you put on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. That wasn't Cruise, was it? That's um, it's no. first in command. Some rando. Uh, no, I've seen him before. I can't remember where he's from. They could at least put like the character name as the caption. Yeah, underneath you would have something. thought, right? No, no, no. This is the, just a Klingon. Look, I think I saw him at Star Trek Las Vegas cosplaying. <laughs> I think he's from a convention. Well, how about we talk about data creation and discovery? See, this went all uh, over. The memory place. Alpha looks so different in a day. This, this is a great glamour was... shot. But I love that they did the uh, the, the L cars anyway. But he is humanoid android. Became operational. See, we had dates and everything in it. It was great. Siblings. Ah, uh, only one sibling, huh? Yeah. Nah, mm. incorrect. See, Nemesis hadn't come out. Or Picard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hold on. How many how many siblings does Spock have in the fact files? Oh, well, <laughs> find out when we get there. <sighs> probably only the one. I love the glory. See, the thing about these low def photos is they probably had to find the promo shot or take a picture of the screen and print it out and scan it again. Look at that one of like, like data with his like head of it. It's like, draw me like one of your Fred Jackson. <laughs> kind of is. I think that one's more sultry, him with the cat. That's definitely the studio <laughs> shot, isn't it? The lighting. Yeah. Actually, that's Generations, isn't it? Look at the uniform. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, you got the uniform. Oh, we got over here. Oh, yes. Taking a shit data. <laughs> That date in the top right, he looks <laughs> very nefarious. Yes. 
These are all from generations, aren't that they? That is the data that would convince you to get into NFTs. <laughs> Come get my scheme, bro. It's totally money-making. Yeah. You know what I would love? If, if there was, like, in your little statue, you had, like, your name, age, siblings, like, date of birth, or whatever. And at the very bottom, there was just a list of number of times has endangered or taken over the ship. And then per date, it would be, like, 1,500. <laughs> Actually, <is> <laughs> no, no I uh... wish you were. <laughs> That's the Royale data. That's Daddy needs a new pair of shoes data. Ah, uh, the collar's not talking right. to the. What? That's, that's season three no, collar, isn't it? No, the under the mind at work. Oh, mm -hmm. sorry, yes, sorry. Yes, oh, yeah, that is. absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. is. Yeah, I can, I can see it from the poem. Yeah, and the 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 bartender, or the the waitress. Oh, plus the dice in the sand. That's also a giveaway. <laughs> no, that's not the waitress. That's the uh, the heiress who the, oh, the Texan oh. dude is trying to fall into you giving all the money away. Yeah. Apparently, it is a dicey situation. <laughs> you got a spots poem there. But yeah, this, this is one of the many cards about data. Uh, hang on, right, let's go on. There's some good stuff. So we get the whole timeline that goes through, like, from the history of 15 billion years ago. I do love the formatting of this, yeah. This is quite cool. It's a bit weird. I hate when they do timelines like this, though, because it's kind of a bit weird to read. But you do get Ruck 500,000 years ago. Like, all, all the TOS stuff. It's a bit weird that it doesn't mention the end of TNG unless that hadn't happened yet. Uh, no, Generations was in there. So, yeah, yeah, Generations was in so there. So it should have a little section of like, you know, like uh, Q and Picard observe the, uh, the primordial soup. Yeah, I wonder if that was... Yeah, that would have been, that should have been there, unless that's... Yeah, yeah no, it's not. They missed... Ah, uh, factually incorrect. Well, this is version one, isn't it? <laughs> we need a picture of Picard's hand in the flubber. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Sirac. Old Sirac. Landru. Landru. Hey, this Flint. There we go. Yeah. Flint. Val. There's not Sirac. Was that the Apple that episode? The yeah, Val that's the Apple. Camera? Yeah. Yeah. God. And I think... Man, Apollo. Yeah. Like shiny and greasy. I love it. I can't wait to get Yeah, no TAS as it wasn't considered canon. No, this is the thing. You won't see any TAS in here. And then it carries over here. Edith Keeler. We actually goes. Wait, I've already to... jumped right to Edith Keeler, yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot here, really, to be fair. Vindicar. MNR and Vindicar. Remember them? And yes, Samuel T. Clemens. Also, I think you're required oh, to do God. your... Uh, <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> well, now, sir. I feel like there needs to be a modern version. If, if Sam, you know, they talk about Moriarty coming back for, in, the, in the trailer for, for season three of Picard. Where is Samuel Clemens coming back? Where's the greatest villain of them all? Here's the dust that used to be his skeleton. <laughs> Can join Data's head. Pocket sand. Okay, how about, Pocket how about. He's, he's got like the barbershop quartet hat and he's got like poofy white hair and then he's got like the body of Rambo and he's carrying a military <laughs> spec submachine gun. He's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Sub-phase pistol. <laughs> How about... Right, situation. You're in command of a vessel. Under attack from an unidentified starship. The enemy appears to be... self-destruct. <laughs> yeah. The enemy appears to be technologically sophisticated and may have some trans-like capability, although less than the Federation norm. His plasma burst armament is exceptionally powerful. Your options. Do you make a frontal attack? Outmaneuver the hostile craft or retreat. So yeah, this basically goes in like self-destruct. The, the whole of the look at this diagram though. The whole of the Picard maneuver. <laughs> yeah, I do love the the way they show off the diagrams. It's really cool. If Even they would have kept making this, would they have made one for the Riker maneuver? With <laughs> joystick. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, ah, deploy yeah. joystick. You I think that might actually be. I think Insurrection does come into this at some point. 
they would print the page on the slant and ask you to like turn it to the side so you can <laughs> it's been around pretend something. like you're piloting the enterprise so you're not talking about the and other it just like has a little bit, a bit in the bottom right where it shows um your know, ensign fuck eyes and it's like you know, do this and press your other officers no, she has a name ensign Perim. have they done no, choose your own Buckeyes. adventure star trek books Mm. No. no i feel like that is a massively unappreciated well. niche yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd be great i'm gonna start writing my own well. <laughs> there we go. with lots of like do it. bristling yeah. with Put the and jello pitch the paramount asked for pitches done they you should do that but um this is not all about the Pagar maneuver though so first in contact the frangie muller order is approximately nine million kilometers from the uss stargazer and then look and it shows you where the true position is Drops out of warp. See, uh, looking at this diagram, it's very clear that like the Marauder should have been moving. <laughs> well, it was very slightly. <laughs> very slightly. Less listing lazily to the left. <laughs> Ringy rule of acquisition number 613. Let the customer come to you. Oh. <laughs> there we go. That's one of the later editions, thanks to uh, Grand Nagus Rom. Right, right. Transporters. How? How they work? Fucking transporters! How did they work? Yeah. <laughs> Although it varied though, slightly over the years, the dematerializing I can't say that dematerializing shimmer and wine of the transporter beam remains un unmistakably unique. Operation sequence trans like imagine me twelve years old just going like this is all real. Why isn't it real? And your biofilter. I imagine you at, at at thirty-two doing the same thing. So uh, I'm nearly forty, and we're still doing, <laughs> we're still we're here, right? I'm subjecting you to it now. <laughs> My plan is complete. We even get the underside of a transport. I don't think you ever see like Wait, underneath. So is, that, is that like an exploded thing, or is that actually as I, deep as it goes? I think. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. What they're not showing you is that like there's a little like snowplow like extension at the very end where like your transport above goes like, everywhere. <laughs> like, like how you're not you're not like beamed like energy. You're just kind of sluiced through a machine. <laughs> just, like, it's a giant juicer. <laughs> yeah, they don't show that it just goes around, 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 around and then you go <laughs> the slingshot you where you need to go. You're basically Worm getting flushed. From Futurama. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is how two Vicks was made. Like two of them just went into the same vat, just mixed it around a bit. See like, the pack oh, can no. be held in the buff for up to four hundred and twenty seconds. Four twenty seconds, man. Nice. Blaze that shit. Yeah. Wait, uh, hold on. Scotty yeah. might have something to say about that. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, yeah. That's that's very four hundred and twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> but here we go. Transport between object two objects at warp speed is not possible unless the warp factor is matched precisely. So Kelvin versus Star Trek 09. Suck it. Yeah, well, guess what? They can go suck it for other reasons. <laughs> and then they arrive, safe on the planet, intact, and probably not the same person they were before, because that original person is dead. Yeah, whatever, Barkley. <laughs> McCoy was right. Never get in the infernal machines. Well, well the only reason he thinks that is because he was nearly killed by Rand. <laughs> That's true. And you do get episode reviews as well. Episode yeah. things. And this was, this he was, was pretty bad at her job, now that we think about it. Well, yeah, interestingly, upon rewatching the motion picture, she wasn't actually the one that was doing the controls at the end there. Kirk took over, and then a gelatinous mess appeared. So he could say... Yeah, no, he took over and was like, I know this ship like the back of my head. Yeah. So you hit shows up. instead of rematerialize. Kirk shows up and a gelatinous mess hits the deck, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when Rand was around, yeah. Mm. Usually his reaction. Yeah. Then it goes through the cage. Look, look at the look at the old scans of. Look at that black and white picture as I well. I know. 
It's all like warm martini. And you can uh, watch our review of this on YouTube under the Star Trek Trek Trek. Uh, sure, actually. And yeah. watch along as well. That's why I'm not talking too much about it. I mean, look at the overexposure on that picture. That's bad. Yeah. The mysterious great. Talos Keeper. But there is a page next you will really like, which is the best of both worlds. Fire. And even gets the captain talks at the top. Captain's log. Admiral Hanson, Lieutenant Commander Shelby of Starfleet. Yeah, as I recall, the uh, issue of this that deals with first contact actually has some stills that like um, aren't part of the movie. Oh, really? I might have to go hunt that out. Yeah, I remember ages and ages and ages ago, there was a guy asking for issues of this because he was certain that there was like uh, stills from a part where um, Worf and Crusher are talking before he goes up to the bridge. Uh, and I was like, I have that issue, and there is a still in there that looks like it's not from the movie, and it's like, he was convinced that this was proof, and I don't think anyone else took him seriously, but, like, eh, it was a thing. Shall we? And when we also, get to that issue, we'll have to look at it. I just realised this is going to be terrible for podcast listeners. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not great. I'll cut this bit. Hold on. Do you guys remember as a kid if you found the Tootsie Pop with... Uh... The Indian and the bow and arrow pointing toward the star. You could turn it in for a free Tootsie Pop. No, it, because I'm not American. You didn't have it as a kid? Frank? Oh, no. On. We had Kinder Eggs, which I don't think are allowed in your country. Oh, they are now. They were banned oh, for good. a while, but they did okay. lift the ban. Uh, people learned to, to chew. I get it. It was the best of both bands. Anyway. I've, I've never heard of this phenomenon, and I think I'm older than do, you. Do, 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 do. Well, maybe you're too, you're too old. I hit the sweet spot. <laughs> How about the end? The glorious that is the Enterprise D. This is class. Uh, card, file 25, card one. USS Enterprise D. All the cards. Uh, you know, How many of these did they print? Uh, 250 odd. Uh, you know what? I, can we look at the the crew layout? Because like, I oh, really yeah. appreciate that they gave us the whole crew. See, we've got. Captain yeah. Jean-Luc Picard, you've got Commander mm. William Riker, you've got Lieutenant Commander Data, Lieutenant Commander Worf, Lieutenant Commander Geordi, uh, Transport Chief Miles O'Brien, Lieutenant Commander Deanna Troy, Guinan, the bartender, <laughs> Commander Beverly Crusher, Ensign Wesley Crusher, and what? a corpse. <laughs> but where's Pulaski? Uh, fuck her. No one cares. <laughs> I like Pulaski. Pulaski's cool. She like fell bar- down a turbo lift. <laughs> the did. bartender is part of the senior staff. Yes, <laughs> uh, she basically is She's pretty much the most important person on the on the entire ship. Well, you get the other side of the ship here. Sorry, the foldouts don't quite work. Look at that. That it's looks like correct because they're using a picture of Lieutenant Worf there. Hang on, let's have a... yeah. and they are actually using the DS Nine O'Brien as well. Yeah. Lieutenant... Oh yeah, he wasn't. Guess Lieutenant what? Commander that's the timeline original. Yeah. Yeah. How much would you guys pay for the original model uh, Enterprise D wow. that they used in like the pilot? Oh God knows. Like, it's big. It's like what nine foot long. Yeah, it's that's a big boy. They had some a million years ago uh, in Las Vegas. There was an attraction called Star Trek Las Vegas inside a hotel, and it was cheesy, but it was gorgeous. And you walked in, and it was like the promenade of DS Nine, and it had quite so far. long to go. Uh, but they wow. had a ginormous uh, D hanging from the ceiling, and. <laughs> I think I'm surprised they allowed children to go near it. <laughs> well, it was Vegas, so they really shouldn't. Um, it's next to a club. Yeah, when thing. it still separates. The Enterprise D. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think they had a smaller Connie and I think Voyager, but it was nice. bigger than the shooting model. But it was just like seeing it. Oh, wow. It was, it was so huge. It's like. 
that's a big D, you know. Um, but I, I, I like you couldn't put it anywhere. Like if you bought it or you had it, because they closed that that uh, exhibit, whatever, uh, and like all the stuff from it, including the bridge, because they had a complete recreation of the Enterprise D bridge. Mm. Uh, all of that just went like into the back alley, where people just picked it up or took it yeah. to storage or it got destroyed. You and somebody got there's a documentary out there about it. Somebody mm-hmm. got the model of the Enterprise, but it was like too big to ship, too big to put in their garage. That's the or point whatever. at which you convert it into a waterbed. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't want that. Tell me you Chet wouldn't is, want that. Chad is asking institution institution ops on this. I can't see it on this layer, but there may be another mm. one. But I'm just looking here with the shuttle bay. You've got the big daddy shuttles and the smaller child shuttles nearby. Yeah, no, you got the little <laughs> shitty type one shuttlecraft. Don't talk cool. to me or my shuttle ever again. <laughs> but like you got a layer of the captain's yacht, which you never saw. Like it's it's there. Even a little turbo Allegedly. lift going down to it. Look at that little cute little turbo lift. Captain's turbo lift. I love cut. I love cutaways. And even look, the code of honor. Too. There it is, in the Star Trek fact files. Call it the Captain's Schooner. Yeah, that's the code of honor. Oh yeah, Aikido yeah. Vanish. Okay, and Astrometrics. Yeah, you see other files here, but there's a even look at this. Look at this, a proper cutaway of engineering. I love this. I oh, love wow. any isometric kind of layouts. These are awesome. Why is that second tube? What that one? Exhaust. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't actually say on there. And... What a bad cutaway. It's to explode so Jordy can roll and say, <laughs> Warp core breach, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. Which Could he did frequently. It's well, the marshmallow extruder. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... Yeah, you don't often see that, do you? It's usually behind the big blowing thing. I like well, as often as he here. ejected the core, you actually did see it quite a bit. Did they? No, they never ejected the core in TNG, did they? No. no uh, in fact, much. famously, they couldn't ever eject it. It never fucking worked. The ejection <laughs> system never worked. <laughs> That's why Jordy is the best engineer in Starfleet. Yeah, right. All hands abandoned cool ship. Repeat, all hands abandoned. You know what? That that's up there with like baby shoes never worn, warp core never ejected. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they did do an insurrection on 09. Well, 09 yeah. doesn't count. But in, I'm talking about the yeah D. no, but guess what? Pulling it like a zipper across D. space. Yeah, they never ejected the Enterprise D warp core. Yeah, never the D once. Voyagers was in and out all the time. Like it was pretty much on. The, yeah, on no, the that thing was real loose. <laughs> they they kept spares with spare torpedoes. <laughs> yeah. Like what they should have done just to like show the scale. They should have had Enterprise J, and then like the the Enterprise D fits in the shuttlecraft bay and just like flies out. <laughs> <laughs> out. My starship can hold other starships. That's, yeah. that's the captain's yacht. They yeah. didn't eject the warp core in 09. They ejected a brewery. Get it right. Yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get a proper little cutaway. Where main engineers look. Deck plans. Deck plans. Sorry. Where's Sonia Gomez on this? Uh, she's uh, in. That's, that's the uh, hot chocolate there. little stain there. She's just in there, yeah. <laughs> in that little room there. See, this is where the sensor monitoring suites are. The lifeboat. That actually is really cool. It is, isn't yeah, it? Maximum zoom. Really cool. Yeah. Hey, is, are those the arboretums? Like the big circular uh, things? These? I don't think it says, actually. That's Mott's Barbershop. Say... Oh, either it's the arboretum or it's the computer core. Because that looks kind of like the one from Evolution. Core, yeah. I think the arboretums are on the saucer section, aren't they? 
Maybe we'll find out. I assume the Enterprise D had like sixteen arboretums because it seems on brand for the Enterprise D. <laughs> it is a big ship. Like it's absolutely massive. Yeah. Like you see deck plans like this, you're like, holy shit! Actually, this is there's so much here. They're like random lounges yep. and quarters. How do they fit only a thousand? They probably could have fit like ten thousand. Oh, because doesn't uh, Tasha mention that it could hold like up to twenty five thousand troops in uh, yesterday's Enterprise? Yeah. So I assume it has a similar capacity. Yeah, she was just trying to impress. What's his name? <laughs> Luton. Sugar McGavin. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she, she's like this ship is about this long, this yeah. thick. Yeah, there you go. You can see the little pipes going into the into the walk hall. But... I like the idea of them just being pipes, like, like little lead pipes. <laughs> oh, it's just like, pipe the steaming hot, hot plasma and dilithium. And... <laughs> <laughs> Someone leads against a Oh, that's hot! That's hot! <laughs> yes, we've just been at warp. It needs to cool down. <laughs> okay, so in the episode disaster, mm. when um, Crusher and LaForge are stuck in the cargo bay. Yes. The wall panel's about to explode with superheated plasma. And yeah. Beverly goes, Shorty, this wall is hot. And he looks over with a super sophisticated visor which can see temporal readings or thermal readings. He goes, Where? And then it fucking explodes in their face. It's like, bro, can't can't you see through the wall? What is going on? No, you know what the problem was? The problem was he has like 15 different settings on the visor. He has to cycle through. He has to go to like okay. X-ray. <laughs> it's like, exactly. Infrared. And then he has to go like, there's like a TV setting where he can tune in. Uh, there's like RFM. Like it's like, oh, this so is where he... I can get my stories. This is why it's like Google Hulk Glass as well. So you can look at his calendar. So he was listening to audiobooks instead of, <laughs> instead of watching the plasma. <laughs> Johnny, are you watching porn again? No. <laughs> Why the Enterprise was always headed to a space dock for something is because the ship was broken because he wasn't, he was a shit engineer, but nobody ever called him on it because they didn't know better because they're like, oh, he looks busy and important. I don't <laughs> know. Remember the clipboard, yeah. they're, like, He's... they're like, we can't blame the black guy. There's only three of them in Starfleet. What are we going to do? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> How about a Klingon bird of prey? Well, Look at this! Prey. What is this shot? Why pick this shot? What? I don't. <laughs> Look at her man spreading. Just like mm. they all look like something's going on there that shouldn't be. Oh, the that's evil... the generation when they're getting shot, I believe. Yeah. Could yeah. they have not been sitting normally? Why would you pick that in motion shot? Yeah, it's weird. The evil and scheming Dura sisters. Hey, on! I go to that, that scale picture. That one. What down the bottom? Yeah. That's not right. Bullshit! Bullshit! I refuse to believe they <laughs> yeah, are that no, size. Right. So there were two. There was a bit of controversy in this on, on TNG because they scaled them wrong a lot. They were, then they said, no, no, no. There's two classes. There's the Burrell class and there's the Cavort class in in a kind of like hand wavy. So I think they kind of went, yes, we just made the same ship but ten times bigger. Because why the fuck not? But no, I, no, I think that's so dumb. Like a the, big, uh, a big that's fucker. one of the dumbest Star Trek things I've ever heard. Excuse <laughs> the reuse of model. Yeah. That was the same ship that was on Vulcan in Star Trek Three. Yeah, exactly. That they in Star Trek Four that they classified as the that bounty. was on scale with the Constitution class, which is like a yep. third of the size. Yeah. So yeah, but no, that doesn't work out, does it? They just put it through Wonka vision and made it bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but you do get a nice little layer as well. Nice little, uh, little bit of crucial. That is pretty cool. Oh, this cruise control. Cruise. I wonder control. what their cetacean ops looks like. <laughs> uh, it's probably a sushi bar. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's probably live eels. Yeah. They... It's the barrel. Yeah, that's a gawk, basically. Yeah. Is, yeah. 
And what we got? And then you get the index, which basically you then as assemble all the time. And you get like a proper A to Z of everything. Your own Akamarians. Remember them? Isn't that neat? Akalan, oh, yeah. an artist. That's a sick. That's the second Akamarian reference in the stream, yeah. which is weird. Adam. <laughs> Dr. Tristram Adams. Oh, there's Adam. Aunt Man Adele. Of the nipples. I don't remember Aunt Adele. Aunt Adele. From Cause Effect. Yeah, oh, her, her cure yeah. for the common cold. Yeah. Not his mother, who, not his grandmother? Was it, who is it that showed up and when no one has gone before? Was it his mother? That was his mother, yeah. Or the, yeah. well, Picard Season 2 kind of retcons that a bit to say, like, his imagined version of his mother. But yeah, weird. But there we go. That is... She didn't hang around long. <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> da, 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 da. That's the Star Trek fact. That's issue one of the Star Trek fact files. Maybe we'll revisit and go to issue two some other time. Two hundred forty-nine to go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll. I thought that was, I thought that was interesting to look at, just to kind of go through and sort of see some. I love the deck plans and all like the, the, the different things and how they oh, yeah. go, they even go through. The, you know the one where court, uh, Worf is put on court-martial for his manoeuvres in DS9 for when he gets the civilian yeah. ships killed? Uh, rules of engagement, Rules yeah. of engagement. They actually have the <laughs> battle plan and how it all played out and like neat little diagrams. Like People who love Trek worked on this, well, apart from the people who picked the photos. But yeah, they, they, they loved this. and they yeah It was really good. It was such a thrill to be like that age and getting into Star Trek, and it was great. But yeah, By I the way, will... go on. The, uh, the prosecutor in that episode, his actor is Ron Canada. Wrong you have to bring yes. that up every time it comes up. <laughs> yeah. So, Cold, I'm interested to see where you got your versions from because there's two I found. There's one from archive.org. They have ones that are available issue by issue, but they're missing all like the deck plans and some of the cool stuff for some reason. And then there's another one which has all of them in order. But I'm thinking I might put on the sub channel the issues that I've built, which have them like issue by issue. So I'll put you can collect them as we talk about them. So I'll put issue one up for the subs, uh, our Twitch subs, uh, fairly soon. Uh, probably after the show, I'll stick I'll stick it up there for you for, to read. So we yeah. now there was a question earlier on the show, Idol, that you said you wanted to wait until everyone was around for. Oh, what was the question? Ranking all of the new Trek seasons. Oh wow! <sighs> I haven't seen most of them actually, so I couldn't <laughs> help you out there. I haven't seen two of them. I haven't seen Picard season two, and this I haven't seen Discovery well. season four. I've seen them all, and I can't pick. I mean, I couldn't pick between like my favorite lower decks. I've seen it all. <laughs> I've Everything. seen everything. Oh, and yeah, I don't know. Like lower decks is pretty much all the seasons are great. Prodigy has only mm. got one season. I I think we need more time on this one. I think the only thing you can really rank is like Discovery at this point, and maybe Picard mm. a little bit. But that needs to finish. I feel like that's a conversation we need to have in like three years' time. Maybe I'd already put I'd Strange New Worlds is like yeah, that's top. Out of frame, up top for me. I mm. because you know how uh, I won't speak for you guys because I know you love Discovery, but for curmudgeonly old people like me mm. who are like, oh, I want more old track. I want classic track on episodic. After you know D Discovery, Lower Decks, Picard, it's like we were a little trepidatious. I'll speak for my mm. people, a little trepidatious when they said, oh yeah, this is gonna scratch it. It's don't worry, Strange New Worlds would be just like you remember. I'm like, I don't believe you. Then it came out and it was exactly what I wanted. And like every episode was like, oh, you guys did great. So it was really good. And I think everyone was a bit wary of lower decks as well. Like, you're going to do an animated Star Trek by the. Well, they did of Rick do a great job of selling it right out the gate. Cause like it was like episode one was very, um, you don't get a great impression of Mariner straight out of the gate. No. But yeah. It takes a little while to warm up. That definitely, definitely which was really the big problem with Discovery. Stream deck. 
Oh, gosh. No, I haven't got that button anymore. Hang on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would have even employed you for. This is what I got the subs for. Subs need to trigger it. Here it is. Hang on. Here we go. Professionally. You can honor, trigger it. This I is why I set this whole system honor. up. You can trigger it. You just got to put your little command in the chat. No, we'll just hassle you to do it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well. He was an idiot. Klingons never do anything small, do you? <laughs> that was a perfect double team. Um, so I think, yeah, most of us will probably put Strangely World Season 1 on top. <laughs> what would you say so far has been the worst? Or maybe least best would be more. Probably Picard Season 2. Maybe Season 1 as well. I hate to say it, but that's probably the worst one so far. Frank? How do you judge the worst? Because what... So, okay. What sparks the least joy? What do you rewatch the oh least? Oh, boy. Well, it's all of the above. Um, <laughs> look, look at the legacy. So, Picard Season 1 led to uh, seizures and like blackout drunkenness which led to season two which led to even worse which has led to season three which so far tentative okay uh but it had some moments where it's like hey here's your beloved captain from when most of you enjoyed star trek let's see what he's doing oh my god and then it was okay enough of that let's here's your beloved captain again let's see what he's gonna do 400 years in the past and it's oh my god <laughs> um but discovery again like i alluded to earlier discovery started with the formula of here's star trek but out of the bubble of everyone else which i want and the very first thing you see and you get from the star trek is hey this person's a mutinous piece of shit and started the entire war and hey here's like all this other it's like it wasn't Star Trekky kind of to mm. me, but I understand we had to get there. Uh, I, I took a I took a lot of issue with early Discovery, hmm. still do. And I think there... season two is a lot stronger than season one overall. So I think especially season one especially fumbles at the end mm. with the sudden decision to end the Klingon war for kind of no real reason. It's a very slapdash solution to the problem. I put bombs in your entire planet. Now you work for Re me. Realistically speaking, you know what should have happened? Michael should have just had to wrestle the entire Klingon like, chamber of like representatives <laughs> and beat them into submission and that would have been a perfect way to establish dominance. And, and, and Disco had brilliant moments. Like Lorca, mm. Jason Isaacs, absolutely brilliant, like all day long. Mm. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, lover. She does great. Uh, a lot of the actors and actresses were just absolutely brilliant in the role. The problem is it seemed like it was being written and ran by somebody that had never watched Star Trek and said, hey, let's make a Star Trek TV show and let's have Spock's sister as the main character. And nobody in the room said, well, actually, Spock doesn't have a sister. <laughs> and they just kind of went with it. And at the end of it, they said, shit, it turns out this like stuff's been around for 40, 50 years. And none of the stuff that we wrote ever happened. So let's just shun them in the future and pretend they don't exist. Dude, and he's all. even he's even tougher on Discovery than <laughs> I am, right? I, I'm I'm uh, so uh, that being said, my answer for the worst would be Picard season one. 
Mm. Uh, pull up in chat, folks. We're just overall series because there ain't enough pull options for it to go by season. What is your favorite new track? And you guys might want to go vote Discovery. Um, so here's the chance. thing. I have to say, I actually really like Discovery, but I would say that of this hierarchy, um, I probably like it. Strange New Worlds, mm. Prodigy, Discovery, Lower Decks, Picard. I'm, now, that being yeah. said, I don't... Uh, those top four, there's not much of a difference between them in terms of how much I rank them. It's like, you know, 0.001% off of another. I think I like them all very different. They're all very different flavors. Picard is the only one that I'd say is, like, at most times an actual failure. Yeah, um, I, I'd, I'd agree with most of that. It's... I think Strange New Worlds at the top, definitely. I, um, I'd go 50-50 for Lower Decks and Prodigy. I think they do two two very different things very well um especially mm. like prodigy was the real surprise like i was like oh wow i didn't expect it to be actually this good i'm like it, it's like i'm seriously think, invested in prodigy I'm some, someone, someone explained it. to me the other day and said like people are calling it a kid's show it's like it's not it's a family show it's designed like for everyone to watch but it, it there's a lot of depth off, there yeah, yeah and there's, there's more depth than, than, you know, than people realize and it's by the end of it you're just like this is a star trek show like this is completely it's the federation and everything like there we go it's there when it's not a watched, war heavy arc mm. none of the when stuff we watch the animated series pilot for our trek trek mm -hmm. review you know we we grappled with the kids show aspect of it and then they gave us like the chewiest dialogue you've ever heard <laughs> yeah and it's it, like, surpassed anything TNG ever did. I mean, you know, moral dilemmas are there. But they were giving you exposition on exposition and, you know, in between the zany sound effects. And it was it was kind of a hodgepodge of things that you expected and didn't expect. Mm. Yeah, so I, I think there's a really interesting conversation going on in the chat there where it's like, Walt says that he wants the the lost era of the you know, Enterprise B, the Romulan incidents, cool. like your Tomed, whatever. And then Kyra says, no, I want a completely different you know, character. I want. I want. I don't want any legacy stuff. Well, I don't want I saying, yeah. rehashing. It's like these are the two extremes. Like there yeah. are the people who want the exploration of the existing world and see how that pans out when you've got a, pro a proper budget and the ability to do what you want. And then there are people who are like, can we just do something? They want a TNG for the new, and not they don't want TNG. They want a TNG, is in a new generation. Yeah, I think that's Prodigy like... is half of that, but it's not quite that. I think there's a beauty in like what they're doing now is they're kind of doing a star trek for everyone like they're doing it for the kids they're doing it for people like serialized stuff they're doing stuff for like people like episodic i think there is an avenue for sort of someone saying like <laughs> i want to do uh, a two-part mini-series about tomet about the enterprise b and maybe grab it you know obviously you'd have to recast in that situation but um or any and then say right and here's another mini-series with or another series with completely new people and we can we can sort of test some feels and do that there is absolutely the market there to sort of try different things and i like that we're in that situation now rather than like you know what discovery had to bank on the same right it's before kirk and spock and she's kirk so they had to have those links in there to kind of make people familiar and i can see why they did and maybe like like you said frank fumbled it a little bit but um yeah and then spin off start another spin-off with strange new worlds that was just like oh yeah this is what they wanted i like i like the phrase that akiva goldsman just made and he said like we were sitting in a meeting one day and we said what if we actually make some star trek <laughs> that was the exact words they used I'm like well yeah come on what have you been doing what if we tried we actually did some star trek i don't know i i think that's a bit unkind to discovery i think the discovery no, was discovery trying very one. much to be it was trying to be something different, and also it was also trying to split the difference and also be something classic. 
I can appreciate it, it now. wanted to have the, the links. Yeah. I can appreciate it now more being its own it, thing. Like, you, you, you watch it at the time and you saw a lot of people had very high expectations for what they want Star Trek to be. Now they've kind of got Star Trek to be with, with you know, Stranger Worlds and they've kind of, everyone's got their own little bit. You can then go back to Discovery and go, hey, actually, this is its own thing. You know, it can be what it wants to be. And it's it's great for that. Great for that. Yeah, I think part of the problem with Discovery, at least in its beginning, was that it felt this need to deconstruct Star Trek and Starfleet and then reconstruct it. And that's an understandable approach when you've been off the air for 12 years and people question whether or not your franchise even has any relevance. Like they did it with, with Bond, for example. Like, Casino Royale is a complete deconstruction and reconstruction. Because um, the, the value of a good deconstruction is... You examine the constituent parts of your media property or your, your your thesis, and you go, "What is of value here? What endures? What needs to be cut? What needs to be maintained?" And then you reconstruct it based around those principles. But Discovery kind of fumbled that uh, for a number of reasons. Like Brian Fuller left halfway through the thing because he constantly leaves projects half unfinished, um, and then there were the abusive showrunners, and it's like. It only really feels like they kind of got into an even keel with season two, and then season three and four feel like a way more cohesive narrative. But I also have to say that it's not the first time that Star Trek has fumbled its TV debut right out of the gate, considering the fact that TNG season one is a trash fire <laughs> and is in some ways worse than Discovery season one because of how confused and how ridiculous it can be. Like... Yeah, maybe Michael Burnham was kind of an asshole at the beginning of season one of Discovery. I think that's something to be debated, depending on what you feel on her moral stance and how justified she was and wasn't. But she certainly wasn't about to leave Wesley Crusher to die because he fell into a bed of flowers. Um, you know, she never endangered the ship over uh, getting space drunk and horny like you know Not a certain yet. child did. Not, well, yeah. I mean. Season three, she kind of she got she got drugged, which was hilarious. But oh, um, but it's like that's embarrassing. Like that's embarrassing for the franchise. Like that kind of stuff. Like, hey, wh wh what? How much lasting damage does it do to Worf's character when the Enterprise D gets taken over by like a boatload of Ferengi on stolen Klingon warbirds? Like, that's lasting damage to the character. I feel like at least like Discovery. Yeah, you have a lot of fumbles, but. Nothing that really damaged the franchise, I feel like. There's, there's a reason. Like, the franchise is stronger now than it's ever been, really. Mm. So we had those five um, poll choices at the five new trick shows talking mm. about, you know, doing something bold, and pretty much all of them still have pretty strong ties to old trick, um, Discovery season three, and on, notwithstanding. So I know I'm not the first or 50th person to submit this, but what about a, a new show, Star Trek Relativity, where you're already in the future, you can have a whole new cast of characters, and then you can tune that nostalgia dial just how you want because the whole premise is yeah. going through time, fixing. You have you can hit that nostalgia button, not just with past Trek, but going to visit you know, important points in history and you still have all the future tech at your disposal, but you can hit, you can go back to the nostalgia. So I think that would be a great concept and would kind of, hopefully if they balance it right, satisfy both parties. I think you could do that, but you'd probably, especially with, because that was the original intention for Discovery, was that it would be an anthology, which is kind of how the format for this show would end up working. Mm. Um, you'd probably have to pare it down to like maybe five episodes a season, and each one would have to be a specific 
point in time, maybe like make them an hour and a half like TV specials type thing, just to make up for that. But you spend a lot more time on it. But I feel like there's like uh, I want my 29 episode seasons. Don't you dare shorten. You it ain't getting that. You ain't <laughs> ever getting that ever again. No, sorry, it's not this. happening. Hey, look, it's my it's, it's my head cannon. I can add as many episodes. <laughs> Fair as I enough. Want. You write it, cast it, pay right, for it. Right after it. my choose your own adventure Star Trek. Books, Actually, I think choose writing. your own adventure Star Trek's a great idea. What well, that's kind of going to be what like uh, the Star Trek Resurgence game is kind of going to be a little bit, but kind maybe of, not yeah, quite in detail. Yeah. But no, I have a couple of those. Um, Peter Jackson books, the uh, Warlock on Far Top Mountain, is that your choose your adventure book, and they're great. They're great fun. I do have one that's almost a little bit Star Trek like. Is I think it's meant to be an analog of it. I forget the name of it now, but you do you make a crew of a, a spaceship and you give them all stats and then you have to take, send them out and do missions with them. And I find what that's called. And Peter Jackson, what they call fighting fantasy. Steve Jackson says Walt. Peter Jackson. Oh, Steve Jackson. Sorry, you're quite right. Who's Pete? Oh, no, Peter Jackson did Lord of the Rings. I uh, don't believe there's any news on Resurgence. <laughs> Let me check and see. He's a small a director. <laughs> yeah. so, fighting Fantasy, Steve. List of Fighting Fantasy, Jack Game. I think yeah, Resurgence is on hold until they improve the, the Spock imitation. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. Starship Traveler. It has been that's delayed until April of... This. Oh, this year. So it's, it should be coming out in about two 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 months or so. And if we they will keep be playing. release date. We will and be there is a prequel comic book that you can buy right yeah. now if you are so interested. I need to read that. It releases the same day 9.2 for Star Trek Timelines does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder which one I'll be doing. Yeah, we will be playing that. I think I think I want to play that with you guys online. Like, I think we'll do. Oh yeah, game we're in the middle yeah, of, yeah. We'll, we'll do that. That'll be good fun. Because it's gonna yeah, be like... Auto can uh, do the his dub of the Spock impression. <laughs> Do your best auto. Uh, do your best auto stars. No, do your best Spock auto. <laughs> Everyone's watching to see what you will do. There, I just did my best auto. No, there's no multiplayer component to that, is there? No. It's just uh, no. But I think we can kind of do it as a choose your own adventure. We'll we'll, we'll stream we're, it. We're gonna have to like, we're gonna butt heads over which course. We're gonna have to rock paper scissors to oh, decide. Yeah, that's cool. That's I'd be a happy good with idea. That. That's a great idea. <laughs> I can be the angel on your shoulder, and Auto can be the devil, and he'll oh, be please. like, yeah, like yeah, kill them all, face them. Nice. Perfect. <sighs> well, but guess what? Mm. I'm just hopeful that we can get some more Star Trek games off this because, like, mm. I don't know how well the Prodigy game sold. If Resurgence sells well, hopefully they get the message. We want more Star Trek games. I would love to play a Star Trek a, a multiplayer game that is like more in tune with, say, like Legacy than Star Trek mm. Online because Star Trek Online is not really, not really what I want. I'm enjoying the story of Star Trek Online, if not the mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> we could start friendly realm satisfying. games and pick up all the recently laid off devs. <laughs> There's half a game right friendly there. Friendly realm games. Friendly realm. Mm. Well, decidedly saintly realm. <laughs> it's and the up. job interview, the the one job interview question is: You're stranded on an island with a DVD player, <laughs> and you can only have for the rest of your life one thing to watch. TNG oh series, uh, season one, Discovery season one, or Picard season one. Which one do you pick? I think it's Discovery. Rocky three with French audio. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's Discovery for me, but then TNG would be a close pick because I could well, see you're not hired. <laughs> Sorry. No. What's the, what is the correct answer? Get no, the fuck off go. the island and make my game. <laughs> 
watch uh, TV. I don't pay you to watch TV. <laughs> the answer is I reprogrammed the DVD player and I uh, recreate. I changed the uh, parameters of the test so I can win. <laughs> I made a project manager, to the, Frank Frankenton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Frank Frankenton. Well, Frank, I'm not working for you anytime soon. <laughs> what do you That's making? right. The company's bankrupt. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, um, I still it. want the lower decks fighting game, like this beat, the side-scrolling. I love a brawl, yeah, like a brawl, um, yeah. Uh, Double Dragon, Double Dragon, yeah, that's it. Or the te Teenage Mutant yeah, Ninja Turtles that. game, that'd be great. You pick so a different. The question character. is, how many uh, shots does the phaser weapon grant? Because it can't have infinite; that's broken. So is it like three, three shots? Yeah, like a special that recharges or something. I can see that, yeah. Like he has a little bot and meat. Yeah, no, you build it up with with um, with meter, so you have to like beat people up with uh, the no, no. thing, the... and then you get your phaser shot, and it's like a finisher. The lower deck thing would all be holodeck episodes. They'd all be on like they'd be in the Victorian, so they'd be all dressed up for Victorian stuff. Or then they go to the Klingon homeworld. They'd all have battleths. Fair, be very fair haven size. Dude, there, there's that moment. I, I know. I don't know, um, Frank. I imagine you've seen Prodigy, but Auto. Um, there's a moment where like hologram Janeway is showing off the holodeck to the main characters in Prodigy, and they show. Um, She's like, oh, you can you know, go and visit the moons of Andoria, or you can you know, spend the night in Dracula's castle. And I was like, the instant I heard that, I was like, why the fuck have I not gotten a Dracula crossover in Star Trek yet? Well, why is well. why have we only gotten stupid, horny Harry Kim sex vampires? Give me actual. What is the Star Trek version of Dracula? I want to see what well, Dracula well, 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 was well, in no, Star no, Trek because no, no, no. you know he was an alien. The Lower Decks comic did exactly that. They went I to Dracula, really. but the problem was they made Dracula like Mor Moriarty and he broke out of the holiday. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly what I want. Go read the Lowdex comic. It's really good. Sponsored uh, by Count Dracula. <laughs> yes. You know what I'd want? I, I would actually want one of those um, stupid like uh, puzzle games, you know, where it's like um, you have to you know, take the honeycomb from this and the, that and then combine the... You know, it's ridiculous... Um, you know, LucasArts style puzzle mm. games from the early 90s, like, you know, Curse of Monkey mm. Island and stuff like that. But at Star Trek, they had to come ridiculous things like get the get the hair pasta from Mess Hall and get like the Heisenberg Compensator <laughs> and wrap it around each other to make a bomb to defeat the Ferengi. I want ridiculously <laughs> stupid moon logic puzzles. I want that. A of the tentacle, but it's. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. I'd love that. Lower you do a half, style. You can you do, do a Half Life Two skin where instead of the gravity gun, it's just Wesley Crusher's handheld tractor beam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the captain now. <laughs> yeah, Dude, no to be fair, that. when he first breaks into the intercom, he's like, "Attention, starship!" Or you know, <laughs> what is he? Picard introduces me. Goes, "Thank you, Captain Picard." And with that, dawns a brave new day for the Enterprise. <laughs> I just about oh. die laughing every time. That is so good. Uh, asshole. <laughs> I feel like I rated that too, too poorly. I might have to rewatch it and rate it again. <laughs> prick. Uh, oh, well, I think it's time we wrap this up because it's... We, we can carry let's on. Just start in, let's just do an impromptu Trek Trek. Okay. Someone pull up a good episode. <laughs> They're a good, a episode. good episode. There's none of those left. <laughs> no, I mean one that's so bad that it's good. We've watched Code uh, of Honor already. Come on. We can't... <laughs> we, can't we did Threshold too. <laughs> Uh, we will be back very soon. We'll actually be back this weekend. Will we be back this weekend? No, we won't actually, because we were supposed to do ST. I need to look at my calendar. I'm so terrible. Hey, thank you for the mariachi. <laughs> no, we are not back this weekend. We are, in fact, back next week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
one day the person that wrote that song is going to find us hunters and demand a lot of money. <laughs> uh, yeah, we will fine. be back next week for our possibly final episode of Hidden Evil, if I'm uh, correct. Final, I think we're oh. about two two thirds of the way through. Might maybe. <laughs> oh, you're 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 being very very optimistic. That's another twenty hours of gameplay. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel like we're approaching sort of finale territory with with that one. But yes, we'll be continuing our Insurrection 2 Maku Boogaloo, the sequel to Star Trek Insurrection that no one wanted in form of a video game that you guys like so much um, in, in Star Trek Hidden Evil. And then the Saturday after that will be the return of pros and cons with Mr. Stars here and Shire Porn debating the uh, sentience of one mobile doctor. Uh, you'll be arguing furiously over that one. Um, but as always, um, we do you have to dress up in like bathrobes or a smoking jackets like you do? <laughs> I think that'd be a good idea. I think I have a pipe around oh, here somewhere. I need to find it. Yeah, I need. I need, I do need to buy the Q outfit. Once I get some money, I'm going to do that and find a green screen because I've got. I've got to do it now. It has to be done. I uh, no, I think the visuals of you uh, drinking the uh, the coffee through the obvious like it, it's like those uh, standees you get at like uh, carnivals where you can put your whole your head through. It's perfect. <laughs> Honey, the children need their vaccinations, and we're out of milk and bread. Yes, but have you seen this cute costume that <laughs> no, I just no. ordered I from Etsy? I will already be sitting Perfect. in the kitchen with it, just like, I have spent my money wisely. <laughs> this is an equitable Dude, you're call. basically Peter Griffin, you know that? <laughs> I wish. That man's loaded. <laughs> Quick, to the idle copter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yes, yeah, so if you haven't watched the first pros and cons with um, Shy and uh, sorry for Skycap and Jedos, uh, where they debate whether Janeway or Tuvix were right in um, absolving his uh, need to live, please go watch that. It's very funny, it's very worth watching. But yes, we'll be doing the next one on that on Saturday 11th. And we have, as I said at the start of the show, April 23rd, Sunday, April the 23rd, we'll be having our Sunday, charity Sunday, show. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Uh, please come along. We've got, we're going to have, a, well, I'm going to be revealing details of stuff soon uh, about what's actually going to be happening but if you want to help us pick actual up star trek people will be there not just us. star trek people yes um we will we are choosing our charity so please come on over to our discord uh bit.ly slash trek underscore time and you can come vote on which charity you want us to support the current contestants are as i said at the start are the rainforest foundation elton john's aids uh, aids foundation the international rescue committee the trevor project and the st baldrick's foundation so please the votes are the, honestly the votes are quite tight this is quite a hard one to pick but please come and choose your vote or choose multiple ones if you can't decide um we will decide i think about two weeks i'll let you know when the deadline's going to be uh nearer the time but uh please come and come and vote on that one because we're gonna have an exciting line it's gonna be a lot of fun what stars is doing sta we'll have another pros and cons we'll do some what the dub we got loads if you vote on. for the wrong one all the star trek people are pulling out so make sure you vote for correct <laughs> charity <laughs> yeah we've got some exciting news we'll have giveaways we'll have all sorts of things shy's gonna do some table readings it's gonna be fun we'll we'll we're gonna have a lot of fun and yeah there'll be guests um gentlemen any final words before we wrap up this week i'm very aware we've actually got auto and stars on the same stream so i kind of don't want it to end because this is such a rare occasion <laughs> i <laughs> don't guys... want it to end i want you to allow me to sleep <laughs> well, hit the live button we'll we'll banter for a bit and then put it up on youtube and charge 4.99 for a subscription <laughs> that's what we're doing anyway <laughs> uh yeah i'll have the five files anyway like and subscribe folks but more important live long and prosper smash we'll that like button see you later ta take me out Kate Columbo the handle's Kate Columbo that's a big 10-4